0: Welcome to episode 17 of It's Server Time, and today we are blessed by Fang's presence. If you guys aren't aware of who Fang is, then you don't support North American Counter-Strike. That's all I can really say about that. He was the MVP of the Fun Spark Ulti event, even though Extra Salt came in second place at that event. But he still had a sick-ass performance at that event, and... All in all, extra they're a team that a lot of people have been looking at for a while. Uh, we've got Mix, obviously. We've got Note. And Mix actually worked with the core of this lineup for a while. And I'm sure he can talk more about that. But welcome, Fang, wow. to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. Awesome. All right, so we're going to get into a little bit of a Q&A with Fang here. Um, the first thing I would ask you, Fang, is that... It felt like your style, and we're going to, this is kind of a heavier hitting question immediately. It felt like your style in Europe was not, it worked at FunSpark, but it wasn't very effective against some of the better teams. Once people, like at the, you guys played three total events, and at two of the events, you guys didn't have very good showings. Why do you guys think that that happened, that the translation to Europe wasn't as strong for you guys? Um, I think
1: coming in a fun spark, like our expectations were like obviously we want to do well, but at the same time, like I'm not really experienced especially when it comes like to playing like European CS. It's like first international time being there. And then also the fact that we're also a new team, so we're kinda just working on like boot camping and getting all like the kinks and all that stuff and then trying to make sure we perform like at our best level. But Coming to FunSpark, like getting second place there, it sucked because I mean, we, there's definitely a chance we could have got first place. But looking back on the event, like, it's not like we can't really be mad about. I don't think anyone expected us to go that far in the event, and um, I think we're happy about uh, our performance. And then coming into, like the next events, I know we played like a um, Spring Sweet Spring event or something like that. That we kind of we started off like really good. I think we we're like two and zero in like a Swiss system. We just need like, one game to make playoffs, and then we ended up going out, like, two and three. And I think it was a matter of, like, balancing the events, uh, being, like, we were playing, like, some events. I think one of our matches was at, like, 8, 9 a.m. or something. That we had, like, a BO5 to play for the FunSpark final at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock. So we were kind of up for a while, and our um, sleep schedules and all overall schedules were, were a little bit rough, but... The other events, I think, compared to FunSpark, we 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 did play like some pretty good teams, especially some of, like the CS teams, like Fours, different styles. Like uh, Fours is definitely um, a different team uh, with a different style of play. Then you have teams like Big that are really kind of like structure based, utility based, uh, which is really cool to play. But then hopping into when we played. Um, Astralis, uh I forgot the I think it was a dream I dream think Hack. it was DreamHack. I think it was DreamHack, yeah. Hackers. Yeah. Yeah, when we played them. Um that was like a whole nother whole nother level. Um we always scrimmed like all those teams, especially like the top teams. And uh, personally like when I'm playing, like I feel comfortable playing against those guys after getting like a few reps in. But playing and for one being a match and against like some of the top teams in the world, that like showed me why those are some of the top teams in the world and why they've been there for so long. Like it was like Astralis Vitality and the main thing. Um, the main aspect that I noticed was the anti stratting was like crazy. When we first mm. played a there was like a Bo1 on nuke. Any, we had like let's say we ran like four different executes, um, on like our T side because when we started off and they literally knew Insta like. Instantly, like what we were doing, and on I'm like mainly like the the entry or whatever on like all the strats. Like when I'm getting ready to go out, these guys are already dropping Molotovs like on the hut when I'm running out, and they're just spamming it. So I'm like not even get a chance to shoot my gun, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, it was just super rough. And I mean, it was definitely a really good learning experience because it just lets you kind of like understand and get perspective, like how these teams like will play or like how they counter you in certain ways, and uh learning how to adapt. Vitality actually wasn't as bad, but um. Yeah, it was just more so kind of getting the game. You guys took um, a map
0: off Vitality, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We actually felt. I think if we, uh, I am trying to trying to remember. I if I play you a little bit better, the D2, game lost. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Dust Two. Yeah, like Dust Two. I think we played like really. Like pretty well. Um, I think we matched up to them like pretty well. Like, um, uh, like the rounds of stuff were just going back and forth. I think if we played them, let's say again, like right now, we'd probably have like a better showing. Um, just with some experience and and just overall like prep and stuff that we can do uh, compared to the last time we played them. But uh, yeah, overall, it's just like really good experience and stuff we gained gained from those events. Um, and then the most recent one for IEM summer when we played against uh, G2 and in, in the BO1. Um. It was, it was definitely really rough. We got like 61 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't honestly feel like we like were getting outclassed or anything. I think our prep and stuff that we did was really well. I just think that day, I don't know necessarily what it was. We just, we weren't playing the same. We weren't calming the same. We weren't talking to each other the same way as we normally mm-hmm. did. So it kind of just kind of unleashed for like a really, really rough game for us. So looking back on it, like when we had like our meetings and stuff, it was something that, Like we basically just took like with a with a grain of salt and just kind of just moved on because we that's not how we normally play. So that
0: was that was a really thorough answer. Thank you. That was uh, yeah. That was a great way to kick off the pod. Um, I guess I would want to go to some lighter topics. So something now is kind of like what what's the situation for you guys now? Are you guys in a boot camp? You guys are. I I we kind of talked about it before, but for anyone listening, Mm -hmm. like uh, you're in a house right now, right? Like, what's your guys' setup? Yeah. So. Right now we're in uh Austin, Texas. Um and we have three apartments
1: here and this is where like the um I'm the like the proc one where everyone like pracs and stuff. But right now during player break basically everyone's going home. Right now it's just me and JT or whatever, so we're just chilling. Um don't have anything set right now just for player break. We're just we're just doing a thing.
0: Did you guys get to eat any barbecue in, in Austin? I hear that's what it, that's what they're good at.
1: Uh I actually tried I had to try like a few different places. I don't necessarily remember the names, but um people like my Twitch chat too, like tell me tell me some and I'll just order from there. But there have been some pretty good ones and there's one that was pretty bad. But um I, I've been trying like I've been trying a lot of different food, but no one else really I don't know. Really? No one else really cares that no much. No one tries yeah. the food
2: there? Dude, that's uh, all I do when I travel. I just that's try I'm all the food.
1: That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, call out hype.
2: call out the twitch chat users who gave you the bad recommendations dude <laughs> oh it
1: wasn't no, i wasn't it wasn't them uh it the was list. one place i ordered off Uber Eats, and then the people in my twitch chat gave me gave me some nice ones i think there's like i Franklin's remember or something i do like i do it. i do
3: remember like back when like i was at the c9's house with them and just like ordering food with them and then it's just like it's like raiding the food every single time and it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like trash or
0: pasta food every time we fucking Or something, dude. Yeah, you guys should bust out the content for that. Just get one person with a good (laughs) good camcorder at Extra Salt, just record you going over food in places you guys travel. I'm sure
1: you could, I could honestly probably do that. I'm the if there's anyone on the team that does that, it's definitely me. Like, I'm the guy that's like highly critiquing like food and stuff. And then Sonic's the guy. Well, Sonic's probably like really picky, like Aaron's like hella picky when it comes to food, yeah, but this guy. Aaron, like this guy orders the worst food I've ever seen. Like he ordered, a, he ordered <laughs> Aaron a pizza. Orders
3: so much food. He orders like the worst food. He never food eats it. Seen. And like this dude is the skinniest dude I've ever seen. Yeah, no, nah, the it always works. He just throws
1: away or something. Like, he orders all this food and he just doesn't touch it. But he ordered a pizza. We got pizzas like a few days ago. And like on my pizza, I just got uh, like pepperoni, green peppers. Like I'm pretty basic and and i just got tomato sauce on it cuz i i just like a normal like style pizza. Aaron got like some plain pizza with like bacon I, and I don't even know what else. It had like olive oil on it or something. It was the <laughs> worst thing. I, I looked at that. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> it's all you. Like everyone ate mine, and then his is just sitting there, and he didn't even eat it. O-
0: olive just oil. Throw out Pizza after. can be good if it's pretty vegetable based, but if it was already bacon, it's already oily. So why would yeah, nah, you get this more guy, oils he on it? Little... Nah, he doesn't no. know what he's doing. He, That's trash. Just,
2: I mean, yeah. we've been we've been telling NA per- players to branch out in their content for so long. Like it sounds like you have some uh, extra salt food content planned here. So they're <laughs> yeah. filming you guys reviewing good How could you guys Definitely have a team could.
0: named Extra Salt and not have something with that salt that you guys sold, actually? <laughs> true. Yeah, that's actually
1: true. We could do something. I mean, Johnny, so, like, we'll usually order, like, a pretty good amount, but Johnny, I mean, Tion cooks, too, but obviously he's not here. But Johnny's the other one who, like, cooks a lot. I'll cook, like, sometimes just for myself or whatever when I just, like, wake up. we we'll make, like, breakfast or lunch or something. But Johnny usually cook, like, dinner and stuff for, for us and then he always uses mm. the salt or something. So maybe you have, like, a cooking <laughs> cooking podcast or something, JT. Yeah, Who I forgot knows? you guys
3: don't have Tion, the fucking the resident chef.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't experienced, experienced Tion's oh, cooking man. yet, but...
3: Yeah, Tion's cooking is so good. Just for, <laughs>
0: just for anybody listening, uh, could you say everybody's name and their username so that oh, alias a, yeah, 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 yeah yeah just
1: confused yeah so J, jt's johnny uh sonic's aaron oc's josh and then tion's uh tc okay yeah i, I mean
0: for any anybody yeah, could just sure. look it up but i mean like it helps yeah. it helps if people are just better listening reference. Mm-hmm. okay okay um, let's get back into some gameplay stuff then actually and uh i'm kind of uh, I'm a little curious about where you guys so when you joined the roster um you were joining in for place of was it MOTM Floppy or Floppy, floppy. it was for Floppy yeah. okay yeah. uh do you do you think that do you think that right away it felt comfortable or like how were the growing pains for you on the team um it well, was, I'm pretty sure the roles to... were a bit
3: fucked in terms of, like... Because he weren't, like, a direct one-for-one yeah. one replacement for Floppy in his role, so it's like... Well, I mean, like,
2: yeah. I, I interviewed JT at the time and he basically said that uh, Fang was putting, like, more of a Lurker role initially and it just wasn't comfortable because he was, like, naturally playing MOTM's roles either way, so it was like... That's why they brought in Marquis to replace uh, MOTM so that he could be more of a Lurker and Fang could transition into more of that role.
1: Yeah, it's, like, more... It's definitely... That's definitely true. Um, from my perspective, I'm like, for me as a player, I'm kind of like a mix. Uh, personally, I'm more of like a aggressive type player. Like I play like majority, especially like now, like I'm playing like a majority like entry spots and CT side a lot of aggressive roles. I like playing roles where I kind of have a little bit more freedom where I have like basically like playmaking spots. And then on, on T side, like I can play lurk roles, but it's not something that I personally like to do all the time because I kind of feel restricted in some time or like in some ways, especially if stuff... Kind of goes wrong. Uh, kind of like the type of player where like I prefer to play aggressive but I can play passive. I don't necessarily like a problem with it, but in terms of like getting the full like benefit um and like peak of the team, like it's something where I feel like I'm probably more comfortable in that in that role. So that's that's mainly the reason for the change. When I first got there though, it was like um it's something where if I generally kinda like worked on it a bit, um and we started playing a little bit more, I think it would have been fine. Like I don't think our T-sides were as bad. Um I think our T-sides were like alright. It was more so kind of our CT sides because I was I was playing more of like anchor spots and stuff, which is stuff I can easily do. I think I'm pretty like as a player, I'm like really flexible playing different spots, but I think for the direction of the stuff how the team was going, I think it was just something that um they kind of spoke about or and think would be a better better option, maybe looking at Marky. So
2: I think these like hyper aggressive players or or generally like aggressive players have been Shining on on a couple of teams, like obviously Furia have Art and the VP have Vikinder, etc. But do you think over, over time, as you were playing in Europe, that got progressively harder to play as a role? It just seems like in Europe, there's a lot of teams that are sort of countering those players pretty hard over time now.
1: Yeah, so when we transitioned being in Europe, I think for my role, on certain maps, it's more so kind of like just the direct entry where it's like you're probably just going to die. You might get like one or two kills, but you're probably just going to die in the round. That's something where it's like, is what it is and then on some rounds where it's like you're kind of like more defaulty and you kind of more freedom to like kind of work the map that's where you kind of get get more uh in spots to kind of do your own thing that's where i'm mostly like i'll kind of thrive or like that's where i kind of get like my 3k openings and i'm staying alive the whole time like i get more freedom to do those kinds of things and when we were in europe playing i don't think it was necessarily harder i think in europe i noticed if you're like the smarter player, like the way you think in the game, I think it, the game can honestly be easier for uh, for you to read sometimes. So it can honestly help you, especially if like in entry, reading like how the CTs are going to react, how they're going to start, things like that. Um, but when it comes to just straight up like trading and stuff like that, I think it just comes down and like making those plays and like how you're saying like, is it harder to be like stopped um, by them based on like how they how they play? I think it comes down to just having like good like mechanical aim at that point because if you understand like where they're going to be and stuff if you can hit the shots it honestly can make your job a little bit easier i think it just comes down to like making the right reactions and always being aware um i think being self-aware is a really big thing especially playing in europe because uh, a lot of those teams especially the top teams they don't make they barely make mistakes so
2: Do you watch a lot of demos on your own just to sort of get a feel for uh, teams That sense.
1: um yeah, I, I did so when I first started on the team I was watching a lot of demos. Um mainly I would mainly watch like one or two players on like certain maps, whatever we'd be uh be playing just to give me like some new perspective. Um maybe for for watch like some timing plays, um, how teams play or like players play on like CT sides. And then what comes down to matches, I would usually just watch um uh how teams would default, like to my spot. So like when we played train when that was in the map pool, um how our team It was kind of weird uh, because all our, like, Marky played ladder. I played ladder, like, my past teams and stuff. So we never had an inner player. So I was basically, like, the guy that was just, like, yo, I'll play inner or whatever. So I had to get, like, used to inner. So I'd watch, like, a lot of games there. Um, And then always for, like, our prep and stuff. Like, Johnny and uh, Tian, they would always do, like, our prep. But I would usually always watch like demos to see how like teams always default brown hall because especially when you're playing like a bomb set like that, I think it's really good to have like always have info. So I do like a lot of like aggro plays or passive plays based on the team I'm playing. So I would usually just watch demos for like, um, when we do our prep, just to get in perspective like how teams would default my spot or like let's say um. Uh, give some perspective. Like on overpass, if I'm defaulting like uh, A on T, I like to see like how CT team like starting, let's say they go like one con, one divider a lot, or if they start like one long, one divider, stuff like that. Um, just to see like how I can default around the map and get my times and stuff.
0: It's good to remind yourself that there's also, like by looking that up, there's only probably two people there, so you know that you can find more openings, obviously, because you just yeah. know that things are likely not going to be covered, so and you need to take those kinds of risks occasionally. Uh, yep. I'm I'm curious. Okay, even before Extra Salt, so you, some of the teams you played on were like under 21, I think, and I think you mm-hmm. like briefly were on Recon Five or something for a month with Valens or X Recon Five, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What of the experiences you had prior to joining Extra Salt do you think were the most formative or kind of like or helpful helpful I guess.
1: Yeah, so on under twenty one, those are definitely probably like the top two teams. Like under twenty one, that was the team where I think had the most potential of like any oh, yeah. roster I played before salt Um and just for anyone getting reference, that was a team with um me, Zeppa, Curry, Bewolves, and Sneaky. Um that's, or just, Sinek crazy.
0: Now. that's just that's kinda of crazy.
1: Yeah, and I think if we if we brought that lineup back like a season or something later to where like all of us kind of grew a little bit on like different teams different experiences we play on i think that team would have been even better but uh playing on that team was like really sick like that team was probably like the like family or whatever to me and like all of us would stay in team speaking stuff for like like five six hours after practice whatever and we would just do anything you can imagine just like chill talk to each other and like play music do all do all that kind of stuff um and we're all like really close to this day too um, even like Zeppa plays like Valorant stuff now, but we still always talk all the time and mm-hmm. and um do all that kind of stuff. But I definitely learned a lot playing on that team. I was kinda of, like the first, like first team where I really felt like we had a chance of like winning premiere. Because before when I was in premiere, it's like I was kind of like on the break of like making playoffs and stuff all the time, but never really had like deep runs. Um but on that team it felt like everyone respected each other and like we were all like around the same age too. I think that helped a lot. So we all kind of like were growing together like as players and also as people. Um, and then we had, like, an upset against... I remember it was, a like Chaos uh, yeah. when they had... It was, like, Ben Lee, Vanity, Steel, Smooya, and uh, Cam. And when we got that one, we were, like, we are about to do this thing. And then and then it basically got to the point where we were in, like, uh, Premier Finals against um, Triumph. And then we choked a 15-7 lead on Inferno. And then mm. that basically... Yeah, that basically secured, like, the fate of the team because it also sucked, too, because we couldn't get an org at the time. We had, like, a few offers, but it wasn't something where we wanted, like, to go off of based on, like, the salaries and stuff they are telling us. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't, like, the best thing. But then after that season, we kind of knew that it was, like, with a team like that, it was, like, people are just going to get poached. And that's what happened. So it was, like, yeah. it is what it is and just moved on past it. Uh, um,
0: Would you... Right, go ahead. I'm, I'm curious. So, like... I think people have this assumption that when you play on teams such as under twenty one, it's just kind of like puggy CS. Uh, would you consider it as such? I'm sure compared to extra salt it's um, much no. less structured, but like it's not. It's not just you're just, you're not just five dudes running around, right? Like no, that team honestly in
1: certain. Certain times, that team might have been more structured than extrasol I'm not even kidding.
0: No That under-21 team... And what?
1: Yeah, that under-21 <laughs> team, like, we would play... We would play... A, like, especially in NA, like, there was a lot more teams practicing back then. But for the scrims and stuff we could get, I remember when Flashpoint was happening. I think it was right before COVID or it was like the one that happened before like uh, COVID, so one, like the probably. whole event i think it was the one yeah I th- it was the one that yeah. mad lines won i'm pretty sure okay so yeah, like uh, early 2020. Like right on the
2: start of it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. so that flashpoint all the ut te- uh eu teams were playing and i remember we were scrimming like a lot of them and we were just so happy like be able to scrim them and we were playing so much but like um sneaky or like cynic during that time there's a lot of things i would if we could go back and like play together again there's a lot of stuff that we would probably like change, like stuff that was like bad, good, whatever. And like Sneaky, he was uh, or like David, um, just for like reference, he was the guy that would be in like the server for like an extra like two three hours because he was our IGL at the time, like our opera. And he would always come up with our strats. And it was something where he just liked to do that by himself. So he didn't like anyone like critiquing mm-hmm. him or whatever. Which is something I would change. But like he would just come back and then um we would have practice for like one, two hours and he would just show us everything. Like we had really structured, um kind of like role based like strats and stuff like that. A lot of stuff that we would do. Um and it took like a long period to kinda get to that point. But we, we practiced a lot and we put in a lot of work. So it was definitely not nowhere near like anything like a uh, puggy style at all
0: we had like puggy shots and stuff but like
1: everything was kind of set um and stuff that we always spoke about
0: yeah i mean other than probably like i'm assuming you know a 5 deagle round it pro- it seemed like there were plans in the ma- the vast majority of rounds right
1: yeah yeah okay everything uh
3: and then that, that team too much because everything i've heard about uh sneaky cynic now it's just like he's a hmm. super hard worker he puts like you can tell, he genuinely cares about yeah, like, yeah. Performing I've always well, told like having like a good team and like having good structure, shit like that.
1: Yeah, I've always told him this. Like, I think he's a good player and stuff. He just needs to understand and like figure out how he wants to put in like, cause he puts in a lot of work, like he said. And I know his worth ethic. He just needs to figure out like where he wants to put in that work in like the right areas, not necessarily like everywhere. Just figure out the right areas and have like a balance to it. Mm. Um, I think that's gonna help him progress. But um, but yeah, obviously it's not up to me. But um, but yeah, that team was really, um, really insane. It was like. Probably the funnest team i played on. Um, And then when I... This is like fast forward. Like Zeppa, he left for... He actually left for Triumph. I don't think a lot of people know this, but he got an offer from Triumph when Grim was still on the team. Um, And then he was playing with Triumph. And then I think like two days later, he got an offer from Chaos. And then he left for Chaos. And then they asked Curry... And then Curry left for uh, Triumph. So then it was kind of like the three core. And then we didn't necessarily know who we want to pick up to or like to do. And then we had Leaf for like a little bit. Um, I don't even remember the other person we had. But um, yeah, we kind of went through a little bit of rosters and stuff. It it might've been KMZ. I know we had KMZ later um, and like Spammer after like Leaf left as well for Chaos. But I don't necessarily know. Uh, I forgot that that, uh, little part of the roster because it wasn't something that was like official. We were kind of just practicing. Yeah. but yeah, so then after a certain point, later when we had like KMZ spammer after like one season, actually no, it was when we had Z I and Viz, um, like the, it was still the core three, like me be will sneaky, and then we had um, Viz and KMZ, it got to a point where, um, or CXI, sorry. It got to a point where I, there was kind of stuff that was happening in the team where I didn't kind of just like. Uh, I kind of felt like stale as a player and kind of felt like I just plateaued, so I just took like a leap of faith, literally, and I was talking to Valens a little bit and he was telling me how he was kind of making a team. And on paper, I kind of knew that the team was probably going to be worse, but I was like, I gotta—I feel like I got to like branch out, try something new um, and just have different takeaways and stuff, playing with different people. Because I've never really played with that many people on a lot of teams. I've mainly just played on like a few. Mm-hmm. So I joined with them and at the time it was like me, Valens, um, Jet, Fugly, and uh, Jazz Pimp. That roster is pretty interesting um, because for what I was told, like, we're going to practice a lot and stuff and and try and play. And, like, we did practice a little bit at the start, but it was kind of like a mix of people's, like, um, schedules and being, like, having a chance to get scrims and stuff where we couldn't really. So then it kind of turned more into, like, a pug. But it was something where I worked with Valens or, like, Soham a lot, like, one-on-one because he kind of knew... What I wanted, like out of Counter Strike, and and how bad I kind of wanted it. So he helped me a lot, um, in a way, kind of develop me and show me uh, different ways to, like, let's say, like take map control, default certain areas, and like I could talk to him about legit any scenario, and he would basically give me like different outcomes or things to expect. So I could always kind of be prepared in a way, and I think that like really helped propel me to to being able to like get picked up later when I left that team and I went um. And I joined Rugrats, it helped me kind of get to that point where I was kind of being looked at for like the next guy to kind of get picked up. So mm-hmm. definitely owe a lot of, or give Psalm a lot of credit for that.
0: Cool, cool. Um, I'm curious, okay, now now I'm wondering, who, who do you think though, like, I mean, it could be people you just know in the scene or uh, people you played with, either way, who do you think is kind of the next NA talent that should make it? So like pick pick a few players that you think are um, like on the cusp. You might I mean maybe you don't think they're there yet, but they're like very close in your eyes. Uh, uh, let me pull up
1: teams right now. So there's like a few few players. It sucks too because I think just the caliber of like some of the teams aren't <clears throat> where they should be just yet. But I think they're slowly getting there. I think with CS game coming back to land and. Um, stuff kind of like advancing. I think teams that are going to start, like, probably like trying more. You're going to see more teams start forming. But I think the top players for me right now um, that I think are pretty good are, um, I always think B. Wills is someone that could always be really good. He just never really, I mean, he had his shot, but <clears throat> he's kind of at like a stage where he kind of just needs to like reinvent himself again. But B. Wills is always like a really good teammate and he's someone who's um, really good mechanically. But for like more so youngsters, I think, um, Hacks is someone who's really good. Um, on RBG, I think he's someone who plays like more oh, yeah. of an entry role too. And he, yeah, um, he's he's definitely someone who's really good. Um, and I followed. It's not even like I followed those guys. I just remember playing them, like, cause they've been a team for so long. I remember playing those guys when I was like on. Um, Variants, which was like me, B Will, Zepa, Four Pack, and Spammer, which was like a while ago. Um, and playing against like their five man roster, they're always trying doing executes and stuff. And like, um, I think that whole team, like I respect that team just for even like playing together for so long and trying to grow together. Um, I think it's really good. But I think Hex is someone who's really good. I think, um, Klasia, I think that I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if it's Claesia or Clasia, but I think he's also someone who's really good. Um, <clears throat> he's kind of had like, um, because I haven't necessarily played with him a ton I've kind of like heard stuff about him from like other players and stuff but when I play with him on FPL like now and stuff like I can kind of understand like um, his attitude and stuff like that I think he cares a lot about the game like people say like emotional stuff about the guy or like sometimes he might like rage whatever like I've heard stuff in the past but like when I play with him I think he just likes the game a lot or like he cares I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing yeah, um, by I, individual, I think he's really good.
0: I actually played a qualifier one time with Klaesia, and he just did all the little things really right. Like it was like things that are almost like when you're <laughs> progressing in an like in a choke point or something like that. Just making <clears> sure <throat> that he had the the angle that I didn't have, and it was just natural. It was like because when I played with people like Semphis and Cutler in the past and like Drone even like they'll do those things and you just know it's because they have so much experience but I don't really sometimes feel that kind of just the the like spacing and just knowing like what needs to be covered uh, as cleanly as someone like Claesia and and also just anytime I saw him in a clutch I always felt like it was possible like 1v2s or something like that it just was like all right he, yeah. he has a real shot here and the attitude thing—he actually did get a little upset in the qualifier. But it was like he was—he was just calling out a mistake that somebody was making, and it was kind of like, I—if it's construct—if it's kind of like pointing out flaws, I think that's. So I don't know the depths of it, you know. I don't know people. People have said stuff about his attitude in the past, but like, if it's something that's constructive, I think that's just fine, and just like he'll get better on his delivery over time, and people will get used to getting like his yeah. his way of speaking over time. So it kind of like things just get easier for both parties in that kind of sense. So if it's just that, if it's nothing like too over the line, because I I really haven't heard any like I, I've heard it's like like sometimes he's like frustrated with something, but I never hear he's like raging or something like that but
1: yeah i've never heard anything like that and i also yeah. like i looked at some of the teams he's played on i just didn't seem like he was playing on that many like serious teams it felt like so yeah i felt like it was kind of one of those things where he probably cared a lot and the other people didn't so it was kind of more of like a um like him getting more like frustrated in a way yeah, like i felt it kind like, of builds up over
3: time yeah, yeah it's just like discontent. i feel like if he played if
1: he played with people that cared like it, it wouldn't be like that much of an issue yeah. or if like if anything, I like i'm, an I an issue, I'm so. really
3: glad he ended up on rbg like a team that has stuck together yeah. for a while that really yeah. does seem to care about like progressing and like doing things the right way
1: yeah i definitely yeah i agree for sure but yeah those two guys i think are really good um I'm trying to think if there's any any other people um honestly yeah that's probably it okay it if- for like more so youngsters i think yeah
2: all right all right Off let's time, man. let's let's move Quickly, on okay just, yeah. just because he mentioned it um on the feedback angle is that is that something that you think is a general like issue in north america at all uh in terms of reception to to feedback during or after matches oh like criticism uh, and stuff yeah exactly mm-hmm. um i think so to
1: it's it's weird because i think on actual teams all the players like i think this is only a problem for an a like teams, like all these mixed teams are like, like you'll see these rosters like form, but they're not like really teams. They just like play matches. And I think when you play something like that, you're not really trying to like build something together as like teammates. You're just trying to build something more like individually. So you don't really care as much about like your teammates and stuff, which is like a really bad thing in NA. But I think when you have like an actual team together, like RBG is probably an example. Like those guys probably like talk about their mistakes like a bunch of times and maybe they might get mad at each other, but something where they just... Like, respect each other as teammates. So it's somebody to move past, um, Move like, move past from. But I think all these other, like, pug teams, like, teams you'll see that you note know, you might be writing articles about that form a team and they just make a roster change two days later. It's like, someone might just get mad at someone because they don't respect them it's i think it's more so they just like make a team to make a team just to play they don't make a team like do something um and actually work towards something
0: yeah and you gotta you gotta imagine that the goals on those kind of poke teams are just all over the place like some people are like i just want to yeah. i just want to be on a premier team so i'm just gonna play yeah. and then some people are like i want to make it to the next level they want to make it to T- the yeah. real tier two real tier one kind of space it's like, crazy
1: and i see people like after a few matches they say they're swapping a the violent or something and then i see yeah, them in t- premiere the next yeah. season yeah exactly. it's like <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah some people just it's don't weird. don't like it's it's so necessary to just outline the priorities and objectives of the team immediately so people aren't some people don't feel cheated out of their time and so other people feel like they're honest about how much time they're willing to give like yeah that's just so exactly so necessary all right let's uh um unless mixer note if you have any more questions for fang we can we can uh if you don't we could just move on to all right so let's go with um kind of starting with something that probably didn't turn out as as well as you would have hoped that's that's premiere season uh felt like you guys going into the into the season was you you were you guys were the clear favorites i would say um like there was kind of like from everybody's perspective outside I think there was like you know a slim chance that pain upsets you guys and I think that would have been like uh okay like you know pain had your number that day but it was actually team one and they beat you twice and that is where it really kind of like shocked me uh Hmm. why let's do first off why do you think like and the thing for even more context for anybody listening, team one were like not that good during the season. They went four and three. They had a forfeit win, so I guess they're five and three, but they were basically a four and three team. And that and like you look at the some of the players on the team, like I think Pesadello and um somebody else on the so roster. Whenever
3: whenever I was on C9 with them, whenever you played team one, Maluk just fucking just owns us. He just so Maluk was always like, good. <laughs>
0: like every was time good, and he would, were good.
3: I'd be like, Yeah, this guy like isn't that good, and then we play them on nuke and he was, he's dropping like thirty kills and he's yeah. just like everywhere. And he's just fucking owning us, and I'm just like, cool. Like it? I think you're
0: thinking of XNS, by the way, for the
2: other players.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, XN- you probably are thinking of XNS and Pesa had like really pretty piss poor stats and then and then in the playoffs they just became the best players ever. Um <laughs> I I'm curious from your perspective, having lost to them twice, why do you think they peaked so high? Was it individual skill? Was it team did they was it team stuff? Like what? um yeah so i remember like when we
1: first got back to NA, we were looking at to see where we were playing after we played like, our last matches i saw like team one finished like i think like fourth in the group or something like they barely made playoffs and i was like okay like i wonder what happened i saw like just on like twitter and stuff they lost like a few matches like in cash cups or regular season matches and stuff where i feel like they shouldn't have lost and that was probably something where i know they're on like a downward kind of trend from the last time they're in europe uh coming back here so they probably were just trying to fix a lot of like problems and stuff in their team um and then when it comes to like playoffs and stuff I think if you can make it to playoffs I would just think of it as like a kind of like a new slate and like um anyone could kind of like if you if you believe in the team like anyone could kind of perform in playoffs um if you like when you get there so when we played them the first time um honestly I think our prep and stuff was was good like if I pull it up like uh, we lost the first map like sixteen twelve, 12 um there's like a lot of like tech positive stuff too and also before this game uh our team so Sonic got sick mm. like beforehand and he like in the practice room i in now, like we had always practice in here and Sonic was sick. Um which was something that was kinda like rough rough for us because two days later basically it was like a day before the final or something all of us got sick um and the day before that sonic like moved out of the prac room and he was playing from like in his actual room in the in his apartment um so we wouldn't get sick but then the day (laughs) before like all of us were sick so it was kind of just like whatever but um so that that might play a little bit of a factor but i don't want to say that as like a reason why we lost because i don't think it was um but like dust 2 like I think we matched up with them, like, pretty well. Like, the Vito, so we played... The first time we played was Dust2, Ancient, and Nuke. Um, And we practiced against them a little bit, and, like, our Dust2's been, like, a little bit funky recently. But it was something where we just had kind of, like, a slow start coming the game. Like, we started off well. There was, like, a 50-minute, like, tech pause or something. We lost, like, a few bad rounds, and then, like, I don't know, it kind of just, like, spiraled. And then I think we were down, like, 15-5. I don't remember the exact score. But we came back, and, like, we almost kind of brought it back to, like, a more like respectable scoreline but it finished like 16 12 and we were just like boys you just gotta like buckle down and then like, get back in the game and we we scrimmed team one on ancient a few times um when we were in na and like we, i think we like 25 5 them like a bunch of times and um we practiced ancient like we practiced a lot in europe so coming in so we we're like down to pick ancient yeah. and it was like our first time picking it so we were like shit so, like we we're picking ancient and then we came in and it was pretty convincing i i, I don't think they really play the map like to, to the same detail we did like a lot of the other teams did so i think it made it like pretty easy um and convincing for us to take the win and then nuke um nuke it was it was weird because we were winning like with like majority of the buy rounds like all those kinds of rounds we just weren't winning like a lot of swing rounds like forced buy rounds or um rounds like on ct side where we it was like a 4v1 but we uh, for us on CT side but we win the round with like one or two people alive, yeah. and then they win the next round so our money was kind of screwed up and even that series too like I think yeah like we had better stats than them too like overall and it was something where I think we were winning majority like the buy rounds and stuff it was just come coming down to like um Little, like, little decision. Like, Pace had, like, an insane, like, 1v2. Um I don't know if you guys saw it against, I think it was, like, me and Marky. Uh, um nuke? And, like, a retake. Yeah, on Nuke on yeah, the third that. map. Yep. And, like, that was something where we probably should have lost the, After that round, we probably should have lost the half, like, 10-5. But we somehow, like, 8-7'd it. And we were in, like, a good spot to come back. But same thing kind of happened. We lost, like, a few swing rounds. So, something where, like, when we look back on it, it was kind of just, like, we just got to tighten up. And then when we played them in the final, um same thing like we kind of just had a slow start but this time i i don't know i don't know what it was i wasn't playing kind of like the same way as i normally did in terms like individually and i think i struggled a lot of us struggle but i think i struggled a lot and that kind of made us play a little bit differently in terms of like i don't think i was getting like normal entries like i normally would so it made it a lot like a lot harder on everyone else in a way um, and also for myself, trying to play like that, like Mirage. I think I started the game out like 0 and 8 or something, and I ended like with like a respectable scoreline, but it was something where I just gotta get back into it like earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Mirage, same thing. Like we were down, I think like like 15-7 or something, and we came back, but we lost 16-13. Ancient 16-10, and then Inferno 16-8. Inferno, I think it wasn't necessarily anything that like our prep and stuff against Team One was like good. I don't think it was something where we were surprised or like caught off guard by anything they were doing. Um, I think we just especially on Inferno, like, um I was just out of gas. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. I just like couldn't I literally couldn't hold my mouse. Hmm. Uh everyone else, like our comms and stuff weren't really that good. They were kind of just like going for like kind of ego peaks on like banana and stuff and kind of just getting like triple kills triple openings stuff like that and it was something where i just don't think we had like the best day um and kudos them they definitely played really well but i just don't think we play the same level that we normally do
2: so something i'm i'm curious about is uh well i guess this is probably more jt and tc's decision but Mm -hmm. um i kind of fought esta on the fact that every time there was a best of five finals in Premier or Advanced or like any of their leagues, they would allow the upper bracket team to pick whether they were Team A or Team B, even though there was a map advantage. Oh, yeah, map and, and veto I, advantage. Yeah, yeah. and I, I fought them on that for like three seasons and got them to finally change it going hmm. into this season. But from what they told me, you guys still chose to be Team B, which means that Team 1 got the oh, first got map the pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though they had the map advantage, do, do you know why that was? Or was there actually a decision conscious decision for that or was that um, just a mistake yeah i
1: actually don't know the full background to that um i like uh yeah i don't
0: want to speak on something i don't really know like the full kind of story about because i wasn't fully involved with that for but Venus, i do know do, do you like always for... do you always have input or does it is it just basically jt and tc or do you guys have like a round table uh it's mainly just tc uh
1: and and JT okay. like we might yeah. say something whatever but then a the day they just do whatever and then we're just you no know, like, no I was
3: there it was like it was mostly those two and then obviously like the only other person that was really having input was like me. Oh, so yeah like, kind of the direction i would want to go and stuff okay but for like yeah. even from when i was on the team for the most part it was pretty much just us three like discussing like the maps and the vetoes and stuff mm-hmm.
1: yeah like usually i'll just be like yo like johnny like what maps you think we're gonna play and then he'll just like, kind of give me like a rundown like some and so then when i watch my demos i kind of get an idea of, like what i expect like maps uh map wise so then when when we actually get the veto i like get a reference or whatever okay but yeah i don't i don't fully know from my perspective though i don't really have a problem with it like obviously on paper you might be like, oh like what the hell like if, if they have a map advantage in their map pick can just be too all like off the rip. But um I think Mirage, like we haven't played Mirage a lot recently. Um in terms of like and historically it's always been like this team's like permanent. Um but we've been scrimming like a lot and for good reason. Um practicing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I personally I told these guys too, like I fucking, like I love that map. So like <laughs> uh and I think we could be good on it and like I've shown them some stuff on it and like we we worked a bit on it and something where like we feel comfortable playing it if we need to. Um, it's something where if we if someone picks a map on us, like no one's like feel like we're gonna lose type thing. Um, so I think coming into like we definitely knew we could we could have ticked that map or whatever. But Mick, I don't know.
0: Mix, do so you think do you think the the lack of Mirage on JT led teams is because of T side calling or does he not like the CT side of it? Um, I think he didn't feel comfortable on T side a lot of mm. the time for the most part. Mm, like okay. we we
3: tried playing. I like it was random. Yeah, it was like a year ago. Um, we were like boot camping for Katowice. I remember, like, we tried to play Mirage a bit. And we got, we played CIS team that I only remember that it had C's, it had C's and JR on it. And we got like 26 Ford. Is this a Trident team?
0: Is this a Trident team? It no. no. He's I on don't tr- remember what they're called. I think he's on. I had Cease
3: and Jr. That's all I remember, and I remember getting zero t-side rounds against them. Oh. and I've never been fucked that hard <laughs> in a scrim. And I was like, by C's in 2020, like holy shit. <laughs> and Jr. Jr. just looks like fucking prime simple out there. It's just, it was just absurd. And then we still, we still like kind of like tried to play Mirage so that like we didn't have to like permaban it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like another team didn't play it, but for the most part, we still just like never played it,
0: we never really tried. Yeah, because it just never went well got it got it um okay all right let's go into some good news though that that you guys took down uh dreamhack open north america yep. i felt like you guys path to the finals so you guys beat uh you guys beat to start off triumph and then you beat godsend in the winners groups and then in the playoffs you guys beat pain and then in the grand finals you 3-0 plano did any of those games feel particularly difficult for you? Or, like, like were you ever... Did you ever pain, feel the like... The Pain a game. Yeah, the Pain game. Pain game. Because they took a map, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. That
1: game, like, the third map on Ancient, it was 1611. But that could have that could have been 1611 for them, like, easily. Yeah. There's, a like, a lot of close rounds. um, All the way from, like, the start to, to the end of the game. I'm trying to... Really, like, it's, it's kind of hard for me to remember all the rounds. But I know on T side, like... We we lost pistol and I think they were up. like uh let me see. Yeah, so they were up or it was like eight eight or something. Um and we just Glock ecoed and we just rushed up like the the B ramp. Um and we we're just trying to like see if we can kill one or two guys and we somehow got on the bomb site, like killed one or two like ruins or like the left side of the site. Uh and I just wrapped around with a Famos and then i somehow one V two'd them and we just had like Glock no armor or something um that round was really big Safi clutched like a really like huge swing round, like 1v2 against like uh jt and markey um and that put our money in like a bad spot and then like later like uh i'm trying to think like i think josh had like a really big round two or something i don't even know if he won it but he killed like four of them or something and their money was bad um there's just so many swing rounds in that mm-hmm. game and it could have honestly gone either way um yeah. so it's, for us like scraping out the is it was really good but pain definitely pushed us um the most for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously you haven't been there the whole time, but you guys have played Pain a ton. Yeah. since they moved to North America, what's their evolution been like as you've been playing them on the server?
1: Um, it's crazy because I don't like when we play Pain, we kind of get an idea of like what stuff they like to do, and it's not even—I feel like it's not even like a like evolution. They kind of just change up what they do. So Pain's really good at like. They like let's say on nuke for instance, like as an example, they they do uh they'll throw like an upper execute and they'll do it with like three guys and then uh they'll throw the exec, one guy'll go like let's say like toward ramp, one guy might like commit toward the door, maybe look for kill, and then two guys will just dry cross outside or something. So if you don't like understand where their lurkers are gonna be or like how they're gonna react off the execute, it makes it really hard for you to either rotate back in the bomb site. Um if those guys actually let's say commit down secret, actually like rotating down the vent. Before you actually know, like it was a fake, because if you rotate down ramp, then you have like big zero, or whatever, just holding the rotate and kills two of you, stuff like that. So you just gotta make sure you're really on point with like your rotates and communication, because if you're not, then they just punish you really hard um, and they do that across like all the maps like infernos another map where they have like really strong fakes where like they'll throw whatever big zec one guy might probe in and then two guys are like let's say like arch and um, long Haul, and they just might take their timings as soon as they throw their fake so you got to make sure you're always like really aware and that's how i noticed they like playing a lot they don't necessarily send their numbers like to one spot a lot on uh majority of the maps so it's just kind of um point of being aware but i did notice like when we came back the from our last uh, European like boot camp, um, they did change up like a lot of their executes Sometimes they're just like full committing now, sometimes um, now they're throwing different nades. And one guy go for like a specific kill on the bomb site while the rest of the team does something, stuff like that. Um, where we noticed they changed, but that team has like a lot of really good execs and stuff um, that uh, are like really successful. I think
0: so, like a really lot hard of, to play against a lot of like really thorough misdirection. Like it's it's just hard to keep track yeah. of them all, yeah yeah that sounds players painful. are really
1: good too so
0: yeah that sounds hard to play against that that's just you you actually do need just everybody needs to like hold their ground and if anybody dies then there's just a huge gaping hole in the map and there's already yeah, might be holes yeah. because you, you lost track of where all they all of their players are yeah that sounds exactly that sounds
2: tough um to play against the best brazilian player safi <laughs> safe.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah safe is
1: like he's he's definitely really good um the Brazilian Fallen. Uh, it's like yeah like when we play against them especially when I an op it's like it's it's crazy because in my opinion there's like Seish really good but I think like the main three on that team is like Big Zero but I also think neckies I think neckies is really underrated on that team and like throughout like his time like in Brazil like he's playing on like a lot of really good Brazilian teams even like yeah. when he's on Luminosity too like he's someone who's like really good aim and stuff too um and like every it's weird because I think that team, like role-wise, has like to like really good pieces together. Like that team's like a like really top contender in like Brazil, I think, for sure. Even North America too. They're they're really insane. Okay.
0: Um I'm thinking like if there's anything else we can really touch on for that tournament. I don't think they're I think that's I think everything else was pretty clear cut. Um, Like the only other sketchy part of that whole tournament was when you were you guys were down on Dust Two on Triumph, but it just felt like you had a really really rough start to the whole tournament, honestly. Um, But you still like persevered. Like it still felt like even though it felt like okay, you could lose Dust Two here, it it really just going into Map Two, like you guys just smashed them. So it was like you guys probably even if you lost Dust Two, you would have had the whole the series regardless, in my perspective. And uh, other than that, like the Godsend series, you guys cleaned up, I'd say, or you guys had a rough Ancient there. I guess okay. Actually, actually, I'm curious. I guess we could talk about Ancient just a little bit because it is uh, one of the newest things in the CS space. Uh, first of all, um, if if you were to change anything on the map, like one thing, what what what's your what's like your big change you would make to the map? Um, I would probably
1: change just the like the gamma and like the colors like on the background of the map switch oh, yeah. toward like the A bomb site. Yeah. When you enter out like we call it A main. Like when you enter out A main and you're looking at like um like we call it like mini and then there's like donut to the right of that. There's like the sky. It's like all green and it covers like the the um, we call like the Xbox. Like, there's two boxes on the bomb site next to Mini, and it makes it really hard to like Wait, you see call like, Mini- if someone's there. Is, is
0: Mini and- what you guys are calling like that back ruins area, like the catacombs? Like a connector area.
1: Yeah. So like you know the angle, like uh, those two little holes where like oppers can kind of like post up
0: in like that. Yeah. We call that whole like section Mini. Oh, that's Mini. Okay. Got yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. and you call so, like, that- the totem area donut? Yeah. Okay. How about wait? Just just to clarify. Okay, actually, I'm I'm curious about what your spots are. What's the cubby at mid called? Like beneath, like in the red room at top mid. What, what's that? What's that little? It's like cubby. Oh, um. So we call the one JT swings fast on CT side every round because he just runs down mid.
1: I'm trying to think. <laughs> wait,
0: are you talking about like?
1: When you go, so we call like the front part, like when the CT is like running out to mid, we call that window. Are you talking about like the, the oh, cubby, like to the left of it where yes. people hide? If you, if you come out CT okay, window we call that pool.
0: to the left. We call pool? that pool. pool? Yeah, okay. yeah, we call that pool. Do you call, what do you call the boxes at mid? I've been calling it Tetris. Uh, but we, That's
1: a good call. We call that triple though.
0: We call the top part triple and then we call it like
1: the bottom part like double. Okay. It's uh, so like okay. sometimes people like play like front, like um, pressed up against the box. We'll just say double. Okay
2: i'll I'll ask Alex's next question for him. do you think the bomb site <laughs> names should be flipped
1: <laughs> uh from from what I've been experiencing, like yes and no, I don't really care that much, but um b or like wait, I'm trying to think yeah b is like it reminds me so much of like banana, like the way that we like default yeah. it or at least like j t and Sonic like how we default it look at um. How we like view it is like it's literally just like banana the way like you like will throw nades it's kind of like a util battle uh at first and like trying to get like lurked up in good spots so you want to like smoke um,
0: the where the teas run out but you also want to like double molly like the pocket the cubby yeah. and you also want to molly like kind of the, the ramp itself sometimes like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, actually okay what what are er- other areas because it's just easier to visualize i think stiko on his video with launders talked about how on fpx they like to visualize certain parts of the map as <laughs> other things so i think he said like mid is like cash uh lane is like banana um i i always thought like coming out of b main is kind of like dust two tunnels into b a little bit Um whether or the not not uh the aim a main a main, my bad, uh into the A site on T side is like coming out of dust tube tunnels B into B. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, if that like kinda analogy I could see like um say like you're a T and you're coming up to B site and like you're staying at like C T, that's kind of like back um back up like ivy on train like yeah. we'll call like uh um the whole like lane uh where the cts will like cross like to the right side like where there's like those stairs we call that stairs and then to the left of it um we call that chains just because like there's like a set of like chains on the left oh, and then okay. we could call like the whole little backside back lane just because it's like kind of like a straight lane yeah. kind of like the same way trains organized so
0: okay we just did that chains is a good one to call that that's that's nice actually uh Okay, with
2: train going out for anciently, like, did you guys feel like that hit you really hard as a map pull switch?
1: Uh, yeah, I d- yeah, we definitely did. I think we knew that we could, uh, like at least we're gonna play ancient. We didn't know how good we were gonna be at the time, so it's kind of just like at that point, like we're thinking like, yeah, like our map pulls a little scuffed right now. But then as soon as we playing ancient stuff too, like we feel like really confident stuff on the map. So, so
0: I'm, I, this is a question for everybody here. Um with ancient right now it feels like it's played pretty slowly uh it's pretty like map control like you know util battle like you're saying do you think that it could be a more like skill do you think it's like a more can it be a more skill emphasis map once people (laughs) learn it more or do you think it's just going to go even deeper into like the the util slow tactics like stuff
2: i feel like the chokes are too small for it to become a fast paced map, like really. the amount of mollies the teams can just throw into certain chokes or smokes just hold you back for so long that it doesn't seem like it will lend to being as fast paced of a map. It seems like almost an appropriate replacement for train, even though I would have rather seen Mirage go out. But in playstyle it's it's oh, a little bit up. similar. Vertigo.
1: Yeah, Vertigo is like <laughs> Vertigo's terrible. Like- I learned to like Vertigo a little bit on this team, like more than I did before for sure. Yeah. Because our team's good at it, but like some concepts and stuff on Vertigo is just so bad. But yeah. on Ancient sorry, I, Yeah. I, like, sorry?
2: I was going yeah, like sorry, I, I would rather have seen yeah. Dust Two go out than Mirage, sorry.
1: Oh. Yeah, Dust yeah, Two, that on. maps is terrible. I that map.
3: <laughs> I'd still <laughs> rather go to Vertigo before Dust Two.
1: But yeah, like <laughs> um on Ancient, I think. I think the map, like how it plays now, it's like pretty slow. But I think what teams are getting good at, um, and what teams kind of like have been like picking up on, is like tempo changes. So like certain times in round, if you know teams have like low utility and stuff, like mids, like really easy to as a t oh, just like yeah. literally run out stuff like that. If you have like just like one or two like good nades, like a smoke flash, like combo, it's like really easy to just get out mid and you can take like really good fights. You can get a guy like lurked up in the, um, it's like the window area stuff like that
0: okay yeah that's but
1: donut a- like donut, like those cubbies and stuff that's the part that's the other thing that i would change on the map like some of the cubbies are just like really like op for like cts and like it's really hard to clear all of them
0: yeah i don't i don't actually love the the interactions at donut all the time i kind of wish that the the corner that's away from both the entrances was like just sealed off a little bit or something and it maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's like a little like a like a W bend or something like that, I, it's kind of hard for me to like, if it were like, if the, <laughs> if the path were like, so basically like,
2: imagine, just look <laughs> at my quick
0: yeah, like, so, so you can like clear as you're like running up. Yeah. You want it
2: more as like a U instead of a, a circle basically. If it were yeah. like,
0: yeah, if it were like a U instead of like walking in gives you a circle, like, yeah, yeah. I think that, Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, it just no.
2: has like too many
0: corners that just leave to like, like valorant feeling 50 50s you know what i mean like where you just <laughs> yeah. you just have to walk somewhere and you have to look left and right at the same time to to clear it. it it's just that that feels a little silly to me like cs has such great map design that there aren't as many like 50 50 things you have to take like you can clear one angle then the next angle then the next angle and that's one of the mm. the rare times where it feels like okay i just guessed wrong you know and he guessed right because <laughs> he crouch swung into my angle anyways so yeah uh yeah. Okay. I think we can probably move off of uh, ancient. Then let's go to uh, we. None of us seem to like w- have watched this super closely, but I think a lot of us did check out the finals, and that's the Star Ladder RMR uh, between Navi and Gambit. Uh, Navi and Gambit's been a really back and forth rivalry.
3: Just the most fucking
0: Navi thing ever. To so, like finally beat Gambit by reverse
3: sweeping them in a Bo five. Well, they beat yeah. them before. But then they haven't well, beaten I mean, them for like, a while. Yeah, and yeah, that's for the last a while. time they like,
1: beat them, was it Dream Hack? I think it was Dreamhack, hack. I right? think so. Yeah, It was determined
3: tournament before, yeah. yeah. It the first time they beat them in a while. And also kind of like enhanced my, some of the, it was like such a like a, a send-off of kind of like this soul era of online TS. So yes, obviously we'll still have like more online events probably. Yeah. But like just the fact that like we'd seen number one versus number two playing each other like five times in the past like two weeks or something.
1: That's crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. What's your guys' take on um, like I'm. I'll say mine first. Okay, with Alicia's tweet about like how many times are we gonna watch this, I'm okay with watching the best teams play each other a lot. Like I don't, I don't. It doesn't. It does take away a little bit from the joy of seeing like the number one versus number two team face, which you hope to only see in like once every huge S tier tournament, so like once every month or two. But I don't. This is kind of like a weird point where. It's it's like what else what else is like really exciting in online CS? Thankfully, we're going back to land stuff, and we'll touch on that later. But for online stuff, I kind of do just want to see the best teams in the world just mind game each other, change the vetoes up, you know, see how they're they're playing their spots out a little bit more, see if Simple can ascend once again, like if the teamwork from Gambit's gonna beat Simple. Like I don't know, there's so many narratives into every Bo3 that I I don't I don't mind. So I don't
2: mind like either, but also, also like. Yeah. well, I mean, I don't mind either, but also, like, what do you expect out of the CIS RMRs other than the, the two Navi best CIS gambit. teams playing yeah. in the final, right? Yeah, they so. have to play. They have to, like, they, yeah.
0: Just for the, yeah. for the way they it, structured. It. Like,
3: it's just like, there's nothing that's going to be able to change it for me in terms of, like, you know, still, like, always my favorite thing about CS and just, like, sports in general and esports is just, like, you know, like the, the arenas and, like, the crowds mm-hmm. and, you know, feeling like there's actually something on the line compared to, like, seeing number one and number two play each other, and, like, the only thing I'm seeing is simple playing, like, in front of his, you know, in his room in front of his PC screen. like In his robe. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing I can do about it. It's just going to get a bit old. And, a bit old and yeah.
1: That's um, why I, I just, that's why I don't like it. I just, like, I enjoy watching, especially, like, those, I personally like uh, Navi a lot and also Gambit, so, like, I enjoy, like, watching them, but I just, at to a certain point, I just get bored like because I just feel like there's no prestige like I feel like both of them kind of know that's
0: fair yeah like
1: what each one's kind of gonna bring and even though it's like super sick being able to like watch them like consistently a lot it kind of just gets stale to a point because it doesn't give them always like chances to like bring new ideas bring new things into like their gameplay it's kind of just like the same thing um maybe you'll see like a veto change but like ideally it's kind of like the same thing because they don't have time to change a lot of their stuff
0: I think one thing is that those demos, though, are just if you're trying to be an up up and coming player, they might just be like what must watch material because you're seeing the yeah, best teams play each other, yeah, so you can see how true. both teams play both sides. What yeah, you need to do is you need to watch
3: forty two frags demo, and you just need to copy everything he does. And that's
0: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> dude. Like I feel like half my Twitter timeline watched that demo in the last like in the last couple of days. Actually, I didn't watch it yet. Actually. I saw um,
1: Semphis yeah. watch it a bit. And I was I watching think, on the stream. I about. think
0: Semphis watched it. I think Stika watched it. I think Launders made a video on it. I think, I think, uh, I don't know, a few other people. I was, I was like, I just followed watched watching. I think, I think, I think it I what I might do, like, I kind
3: of had this idea while I was like sitting in the car, is like I kind of want to make a video on it, but like watch it from like uh, Spirit's perspective, watch and just, it
1: like. Mm. Dude. Like,
3: watch it from like script. I'll see just, how like, they get owned. Yeah. And just <laughs> watching how, like, they're just getting owned at, like, different parts of the map and just,
0: like, Dude, just, like, I...
3: probably, just, like, what it feels like, you know?
0: I, th- yeah. That, I think there was, like, Snipe to Die I made a video before about, like, uh something like a simple 30 kill game all from his opponent's perspectives as they die and it's just amazing it it is just amazing because you just see like how thin the margins are for anybody playing against simple like you literally just show your elbow and you're dead like so many times it's so so ridiculous how fast he is yeah (laughs) i wish i played i
1: wish i had the chance of playing it's not being a match or a gambit did you scream against oh yeah we scrimmed against him like tons of times and honestly it's so weird because like obviously those guys are like the goats and stuff, but like playing against them, it doesn't, it's weird. It just doesn't feel like individually, it doesn't feel like that big of a change in a match thing. It might be different. Cause like maybe there's like pressure and stuff like that, but individually that was probably like the least, least thing, at least for me, that was kind of like, um, like focused around. I think the hardest thing is just positioning and the needs they throw and mm. the timings they take. It makes it like, sometimes I remember scrimming them on nuke and, um, they threw. So, this is, like, more common in the EU, like, mix, you probably know about it, but, like, the smoke that lands to the right side of mini, Um, and it basically, so, like, you know how you can throw, like, the sub smoke, you bank it off the fence, it's basically like the cross smoke so you can get, like, behind T-Red. Teams, they'll basically start throwing, like, Navi does a lot, where they throw a deeper smoke that lands to the right side of mini, so it basically does the same thing, it's the same purpose, but it allows you to, like, creep up close to smoking, do, like, mini splits off of it, you can underhand, oh, yeah, yeah I think you can... That.
3: Unlike our old team, we called it like Vinnie Smoke because Fury was throwing it as well, I think.
1: Yeah, we call it the Simple Smoke on our team because he throws it for Electronic and like Electronic would get close to it. And then from there, he could throw basically another Smoke beside it and it basically makes a cross. So you could cross outside with two Smokes. You just need to look at Heaven. You could get in a like, bigger garage. You can get a credit. And it's really hard to like get info on, stuff like that. So that was like the toughest thing um, for me when I played against them. And then Gambit was like... The hardest thing playing against them was like... They will always be in the right spots at the right time, and their trading is really good. So it's like it makes it really hard to like multi frag, and their their flash and stuff are like really really good too. Have, so
3: yeah, it's like against Gambit, it's like they're they have like such good teamwork, and then also like you'll just be playing like overpass B, and then Axel would just be like peeking short alone, It's like you just have to constantly be like worried about
0: that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, having to you, deal with. Have you have you watched um, like Gambit's comms videos? Oh, I actually I watched.
1: I remember we were talking about it. I don't know if it was just... I think it was, like, me me and Johnny or something. Me, Johnny, and Josh or something. We were talking about... Because uh, we saw it, like, on Twitter. And I remember I looked at it for, like, 30 seconds or whatever. Um, but I didn't get to actually, like, thoroughly, okay. like, sk- like skim through. They, I kind of just, like, skimmed through it a little bit. You,
0: you can see why they're always in the right place at the right time and their rotations because they calm everything they hear. And they're so oh, fast and precise that yeah. everybody can just rotate to the perfect spot all the time. Because the information that they relay is, like... Instantly, they know exactly where somebody is like instantly. Oh, we know two people Mm. are here. We know like one guy's over there. It's just like and it's not hectic at all. Like it seems like they make the calls and then they just trust everybody at this point. They trust almost everybody to just make more or less the right macro decision to try to like. Yeah, I saw I saw that Nafany, like
1: he I I remember I was watching. I watched like one of them. It was like uh, I think it was was on Barrage. I forgot who was against, but he's like calling. He was like calling. Uh, on their CT side, and then he was calling everything for everyone else. Like a lot of the time, he was just saying, like, he was talking like throughout the whole entire round. It was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, from my perspective, it's like, I can just play the game now. Like, I know where everyone is, I know what's going on. Like, yeah. There's nothing for me to really like recall. And he was dead too. So it's something where it's like, you don't even need to focus on your crosshair like that, especially if you have a voice like that. Cause yeah. I don't think it's necessarily something where it's like overwhelming to a point you can't focus. It's something where it, it just generally helps you a lot. So I definitely noticed that. I think that was really good.
2: He also, like, he doesn't micro much, but when he does, it's just like very subtle. There was a yeah. there was a clip on Mirage where I think Hobbit was sandwiched in, and I think a three v three or something. And Nafin just goes, "I don't like it." Don't <laughs> no, again. Shiro said. Shiro, not, said he like it. It. Shiro said he didn't like it. Shiro said. Oh yeah, Shiro said Shiro he didn't said like didn't it. it. And I was like, "It's it's not good." He says "No, yeah." <laughs> he gets the fuck out of there! <laughs> that's so
0: funny. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. He just called. He didn't like the setup. He just changed it right then. He's like, "Yeah." uh okay let's move into cologne let's move into cologne it just start the plan just started uh some of the results i i feel like for us it's pretty hard to watch some of these games because of the time yeah. so i mean we don't have to go we're obviously not going to go over everything but i think that a handful of, i think we some of us watch the the bad news bear stuff and i'm repping their merch obviously but it was a little bit disappointing um but that's you know that's expected that's like it's their first time really in europe they still got pro league to look forward to but mm-hmm. uh what did did you guys catch the the series against L D L C or did you guys see the the mouse sports stuff? I watched uh like the like basically the majority of the mouse sports game. That's the only one I watched. I watched I watched like all of the mouse sports one. Uh Did you guys see? Yeah, same. okay.
2: I saw half the mouse sports game. And I have to catch the the L D L C one later.
0: Okay. Okay, so we all can talk about the Mouse Sports one a li- at least a little bit here. Um mouse sports just seem like they're playing out of their minds. Like honestly. Like I mm-hmm. I, I, I I like every and it's did it did feel like one of those things where every little mistake from um bad news bears just got punished immediately. You
3: just feel like the overall skill difference, especially when I'm just watching Rops take like gunfights against oh, them. It's just yeah. It's yeah it's
1: so
0: difficult dude, to dude, fucking frozen and Rops and Rops. Frozen. Rops
1: and frozen. They
0: are cold blooded.
1: Yeah. They are when- we scrimmed that team a lot, like, a lot when we were in Europe, the first time and the second time. And this was, like, the first time when we were scrimming them, they weren't really doing as well. Like, the, I think it was more so when they were trying to, like, find their footing with, like, Dexter and stuff. Yeah. And we were, like, um, we played them, like, either, like, we were beating them, they were, like, beating us, but the matches were always close, like, 16-14s, like, every every time we played them. Um, And then when they started getting, like, really good, it was kind of, like, the same thing, but we could just tell, like, that they they changed like the roles changed a little bit. So like now I think B mass is like their main entry and Frozen's like their second in. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure Frozen is doing the same thing when back when Kerrigan was on the team. But I don't like I don't know what that unlocked. maybe B mass is getting more I, he definitely is getting more like openings now. So maybe it's allowing Frozen to get more like into the game like mid roundy and stuff. But like he is I don't know. I think that's the main reason why Mousewords is playing really good right now. I think Having a guy like Frozen, like a kind of like a second in uh, for one of your entries, if he's playing really well, it's gonna help the team a lot. Rops is obviously Rops, and then I think Dexter is kind of finding his groove again too, probably with this calling style as well. That's helping them a lot.
0: Yeah, De- Dexter. I felt like, well, in the bad news bears when he did play, he played decently. Um, he really, it felt like he overperformed at Flashpoint when they took that tournament down, and I don't know if I can really see a world where you know, five players on mouse sports are all above a 1.0 rating for multiple tournaments consistently. Like, eventually, eventually, like, for example, BMS will drop off because entry fraggers yeah. just get the short end of the stick in terms of people will anti-strat you and you experienced this yeah. when you were in Europe that he's just gonna run in and get fucking, like, sla- slaughtered sometimes. Like, he's just gonna get destroyed. So after, after that, then it's more onto Frozen. So Frozen will have to shoulder more of a responsibility. But also, like, I don't know if dexter can i i i think the jury's still out for me for if dexter can still perform like a 1.14 consistently that just seems so kind of crazy the amount of output he had there uh yeah against uh, against nip though like they they played they played nip after and i actually just saw like a little bit that that kind of felt like i think like dexter didn't do that well there and i was kind of like that's i feel like that's more likely the performance you'll get once teams begin to like look a little bit closer at you but I, I, let's go back to bad yeah. news bears because i think that's what we were trying to talk i was trying to talk about here uh what do you fang what from your perspective what do you think are some of the things bad news bears uh maybe needs to work on
1: um in general or just in that in that match specifically in
0: either either okay
1: because uh i think of that match like for one, like I remember, I saw some of their tweets like after, and they sound like pretty emo. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, it sucks. And this was just after the male sports game. I don't know, like after um, like the whole event. But like, uh, obviously, it sucks to lose. But I just think, and it's something that my team's working on a lot too. Um, also, like sometimes we'll talk to like our sports psychologist. But it's like actual thinking, like coming in an event like that, um, especially being from NA and like some of those guys. Like I think is like first time being in, playing in Europe too. So. Um, having like the actual thinking to realize like where you should really like stand in an event like that i think that should put in perspective like how well you should like like uh how well you could be doing and also like the general like output of like where you see yourself as a team in that like general um event like given the circumstances cuz realistically speaking um I didn't I didn't see them beating Mouse Sports at all just from like playing against them and um, seeing them play. But I think they just need to have like good takeaways because I like they I think they got like seven rounds or something, right? I yeah. don't think that's necessarily bad. Um, and I don't think they really had that much time for practice either. And they probably learned a shit ton from that just from like experiencing like how a team like uh, Mouse Sports rotates on their T sides based on like what nades they throw, stuff like that. And they probably learned a lot. So I don't think they should be feeling like bad um, by any means against um against, like, taking taking a loss like that. I think they just should try and move past it the best way they can.
3: You have to, like, be able to accept your team like, bad news bears at the moment, that there's, like, a major experience difference. There's yeah. also, like, at the moment, there's also a major skill difference that kind of goes in line with, like, that experience difference in terms of people haven't developed as much uh, as players as, like, you know, people, like, on Mal sports have. Yeah. So it's, like, you have to be very willing to, like, accept that and, like, kind of understand where you kind of can, like, try to slot in mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, Developing experience and just shit like that it helps a lot and it can really help your results and the pressure off if you can like Accept where you probably should be standing as a team at the moment um, Rather than like placing like insane expectations on yourself or like getting Nemo if you lose, you know, it's like So it kind of sucks obviously still like going out of this event But being able to just accept that like all right, that's kind of sucks But like we can use like the rest of this our time here is like kind of like a bit of a boot camp To like keep maybe like practicing and scrimming some teams like getting to stay in this environment and
2: just work towards having a better showing at uh in Malta and EPL. Yeah, are they- It's it's like I, I when I was talking to JT before I interviewed him, like something that he said was that small amounts of practice time in EU is like months of practice in NA. Just like a week or two of practicing in EU gets you more experience than practicing for like two three months in NA, just yeah. because of the way the teams will exploit you and the way they they stack up in in their uh, different styles. So. I feel like that's the takeaway that bad news beers should have from this. Is the fact that they got eliminated in two matches, it's not yeah, it sucks. And yeah, I, I they obviously want to do better than that, but they shouldn't their their expectations shouldn't be to the point where they're super emo about getting eliminated and they should take what they like the matches they played and the practice they're able to get now as as the ability to become like the next best north american team when they go back and also when they go to epl yeah yeah
0: exactly i think EPL like when we, to, when we lost
2: to
1: when we lost the g2 and like after like um i am summer or whatever like that whole stage like when we were boot camping i think we were, we were there for like um i think it was two weeks um we were playing like in the first time in europe too like we were playing seven days a week like the whole time we were playing like six scrims a day i'm not even kidding like and to, toward the end I Was probably, I got like a little bit burnt out, and some of us were kind of like on the same thing, uh, like on the same page. But it's like we kind of knew like why we were, yes. like there in Europe, and like what we yeah. wanted to do. So it's kind of just a matter of trying to use that time the best you can and stuff. So it's like we're practicing like server time stuff for like two hours, and then we're scrimming six times, and then um, we're like we're calling it there and just repeat, repeat. That's so intense. we're just trying to use the time we best we can, yeah.
0: That's that's really obviously that's like the best way to go about it, though, because that time is so invaluable, like note was saying. It's like, it's like you you know, the Dragon Ball Z hyperbolic time chamber, you're just like getting so much more practice, like everything just is of such higher quality. So that makes a mm. lot of sense. And yeah, I think um just kind of as a message to the Bad News Bears guys, like, I think like, it, it did feel like, you know, for a while that they were kind of the center of the of the world in terms of NA, you know, people were talking about them a lot. But I mean, it's a it's a humbling experience for everybody there. In in and it, it kind of should be like you guys are saying. It's kind of like managing expectations that if you looked at like betting sites on who was gonna make it out, there's like they they have a ranking or like you know how much money you can make if you bet on this team. Like the second least likely team to make it out of the qualifier was Bad News Bears, Vici Gaming being the the least likely uh, according to betting betting odds. So it is like if you take that into account, like you. you sh- I mean, obviously, betting odds aren't everything. Like, there's upsets all the time, but it it's pretty it's pretty tough to like think that that was gonna go that much better. So it's I think what you said, Fang, was really really nice. Just the the fact that it, just manage your emotions there and just try to learn as much as humanly possible because that's all at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Like, you can get down about it and being upset is one thing, but making sure that you, the, the the flip side is you can actually like look back at that demos now and see like why did i get abused on all of these rounds like why did i get punished so that's because those teams are trying their absolute hardest because they're they're not trying to lose to you either Um, yeah
2: exactly i mean and and on on another note of managing emotions and and just from talking to a couple of players and, and my own small background in psychology it's just like when you go on twitter and you're disparaging yourself by saying that oh i'm shit like all the work we did for two years led to this, or something, or or you're shit talking yourself. Yeah, yeah, it sucks to lose, but that does not help your emotional state in the long run. It's not just a short term effect that that's going to have. Mm-hmm. That in, in that like lowers your mentality overall going forward. It's not a it's not a short term uh, comment that you're making to yourself because as soon as you start talking to yourself like that, yeah. then that's the sort of sentiment that gets echoed in your head. So. Yeah, you should feel like obviously you should feel bad for if you're eliminated from a tournament, but like should talking yourself like that is not beneficial at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why like the first thing I did, I was actually I was actually happy that um well obviously I wasn't happy, but like when we lost the final, I think it was just good for like what I want to do in my career too. I'm happy I didn't really get to kind of reach that kind of like success thing like off the rip. Just winning like a first European event really, I got a chance to like to play in because. I don't really want it just to come that easy. I want to actually like work for it. So after that game too, I think it's really good having like one or two people to talk to like after because especially for me like I take matches like obviously like, really seriously, but after like I put a lot of pressure on myself in like a good way, I think, but um I always have like one or two people I talk to that um kind of know like understand me as a player. Like one was like one of the past coaches I had, another person I talk to a lot is or Balance. Um, because they understand like my worth ethic, like how I like to play and stuff. So it just and with their experience too, it gives me a lot of perspective just to see like how I should be acting, like what I can focus on now and what like the next steps are to actually get where I want to go. So
3: I'm imagining an extra salt now, just like going to Europe and just like fucking dominating like Gambit and saying like, it <laughs> like, like, it's a board. Like what the fuck? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just kind of boring. I'm retiring. <laughs> nah. Not yet. Not yet. Um I, I don't know if anybody watched any of the. I, I feel like it was pretty hard for our time zone to watch um, the stuff that went on at Cologne, but I'll just say the names of the teams that made it through right now. So. Watch the phase games. You watch what? Watch the phase games. I kind of, I kind of saw some of that, but I was working. I wanna on I want to watch right.
1: that one so bad. Yeah. that was the one I wanted to watch the most, but I didn't get a chance to.
0: Okay. Yeah. Was- I, I I think like. I think that one is one that I think I was we we're going to bring up anyways. It's just like phase were so close. It felt like for so long, like they, they literally lost something like eight series in a row, but it was always a three mapper. And it was actually like, I think in like four of those, it was like 16, 14 or an overtime loss. It was insane. But now they finally, uh, they beat complexity and the second map they did it 16 to six and since we didn't re- really, or I mean, mixed. What what did you what did you see of that Actually, one? I didn't see that. Uh, they just look really good.
3: Twist looked really fucking good. It yeah. was like the thing that I want to yeah. see the most. Yeah. Because like, I just want to <laughs> see Twist fucking body people. It's just so much fun to watch. You know, yeah. or, or any representative. Um. So yeah, it was really nice to see Twist like popping off and playing super well. Um, Brokey was like kind of still. Brokey played pretty well in the EG match, I think. Um and then obviously it was fun to watch kind of pull off. He's been playing like alright, but he went off in like the kind of nuke match they played against Complexity. Um mm. uh, Complexity looked a bit flat as well, so but overall it was just really nice to see. It seemed like phase looked pretty comfortable on land. Like they seemed pretty confident, pretty comfortable. I really love because I actually hadn't paid like too much in-depth attention to phase like in the online matches and stuff. I didn't really got into watching them that much. But like seeing twists and like all these like like spots that he's in now with like playing like a bunch of the rotator spots and playing yeah. like map control on the east side. i just i really love seeing him do that shit mm-hmm. and i hope that like he continues on this like upward trend in terms of his play um because and like that kind of role is just like pretty much exactly what i want to see just just Insta- for like for face to everyone. Everyone. yeah just to see
0: like for face to see success but also just because i just want twist to just own everyone yeah yep. he's he's he is devastating and it's like he gets he does have a little bit more responsibility now on FaZe versus what he had on Liquid and it always is like you see the glimpses here and there on when he was on Liquid even when they were winning but now it feels like the roles match the the skill of him as a player.
1: Yeah, I great. think him on Liquid like cuz I also got a chance to meet up too um in Europe but I think him in uh on FaZe compared to Liquid I think he's the type of player where if he respects all people on his team um he'll kind of just do whatever he like he feels like will fit the team the best like if they want him to lurk if they want him to entry do whatever i feel like he can literally just do whatever and he might be better at certain things i think naturally if you put him in spots like that he's just gonna excel like he's just gonna become a god but also if you put him in lurking too he's still gonna be insane um and i think it was kind of like the clash with like uh him in a liege or like just having like more like map control based like positions and stuff like that but uh, like seeing him do like watch like just watch this guy do that it's just crazy like mm-hmm. especially like because his hsp and stuff is like hella high too it's insane yeah watching it's, him play
2: it's also a bit of an intangible but i feel like people like kerrigan and twist both really get they sort of vibe off their team environments a yeah. lot so not yeah. being on lan for so long was obviously a huge detrimental factor to them so when they finally get that back and they're all sitting next to each other and Twist and Kerrigan are really good at hyping their teammates up, I find. I think that was probably one of the other big catalysts in, in keeping them keeping their momentum going in both of those matches.
1: Yeah, that's huge. As actually I think that's really big too because I think someone like Twist Two, if he has like that connection with his teammates too, he's gonna play like a lot better because he trusts them and he can also like hang out with them outside the game. I'm kinda of the same way. Um especially like my IGL. If I like trust my IGL a lot or like he trusts me, it's kind of like a mutual thing where I feel like I can do like I can perform and I can do like these extra plays and stuff that if I need to do them, like, my G will trust me to do it because he knows, like, how I play and stuff like that. I think if you play with people that, like, respect you, but they don't really, they're not really in tune to, like, how you play or, like, keep up if you like, outside the game, there's kind of, like, that mutual, um like disconnect when something goes wrong, then it's like why'd you do this? or like why'd you do this? And then it, like the like the whole like way they come off to you, it might seem like they're kind of like attacking you and like stuff like that. It's just like not the best dynamic. And like I also saw it too like when FaZe cause FaZe was playing at or they were boot camp at the same place that we were so it was cool, uh cool to kind of see that too when they were playing their matches.
0: They were they were in the same facilities you guys? Yeah we were staying at um this facility. is called uh, Relock Media. So it was. Oh yeah. They um, put on the grid the tournaments. The snow. Don't they put on the yeah. sweet snow, snow stuff? Yeah. And the. Yeah yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah,
1: they had like a whole production thing in the back too. Um, but it was like it was us. It was FaZe, Spirit was there, Nine Z was there. Um. Wait, what are Nine Z was even there?
0: playing? What are Nine Z 9Z...
1: playing? Uh, this was like the first. So like the first time when we came to Europe, they were uh, in Blast. Um, oh, and that's the when the like ups, against Vitality, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They and they got hella loud like after when well, they beat by Tali, <laughs> like every round, is you could hear like the room, t- like, uh, it was like a rough thing, it was crazy. Wow, but um, that's awesome. but yeah, they were all playing there and stuff.
0: Did, so, what did uh, so wait, you met, did you get to meet Spirit or 9Z also? Like, did you did you interact with them very much or not?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, um, so 9Z, like, after like we had a few matches, they watched like our FunSpark matches too, or whatever, and then um, we were just kind of just chilling at um. Uh, so, like, the way it's laid out, if you picture, like, a rectangle, there's, like, one co- uh, one quadrant, like, where a team pracs, another quadrant a team pracs, and each corner, basically, there's, like, a prac room. Yeah. And then in the middle, there's, like, just, like, a bar where, like, you can just get drinks in terms of, like, water. Um, There's, like, pop or, like, soda, whatever. So, like, when you're playing, you can just, like, have have whatever drink and stuff you need. Oh, wow. Um, And then, yeah, you can just talk to, like, whoever there. So, like, after our matches, we're, we're all just kind of conversating, um all there like just about a matches past like teams stuff like that i'm um, just cool getting to talk to those guys and then when i when i was streaming uh ufpl i was playing with like dexter and um uh Magus a lot and uh Magus like raided me and then after I, like one of the bathroom and then i came back and then he he was like peeping in like a room whatever and he's saying hi to me or whatever and then i said hi to him Dexter <laughs> and stuff and they're they're really chill cool. they're they're really nice guys um and then yeah like I said I said uh hi to kerrigan and stuff saw them um and then Fury EG those guys were packing uh back at the hotel they had like a conference room like actually in the hotel
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so I said hi to some of those guys too but obviously they weren't like actually at the like uh, facility thing, so.
3: thing kind of reminds me actually of the story right so we were we were practicing we were boot camping at Kingwin uh before Katowice mm-hmm. and so like oh, next too. to us the rooms next to us uh Renegades was in like the other room like right behind us and so there was like one time, like we, we had we had a scrim schedule with Sprout, right? And but Sprout had accidentally double booked, uh, for the same time on Prac and Facebook. Hmm. So they booked like Renegades at one time. They booked us at the other time. And it was like, oh, sorry, we double booked. So, like, we we can't, like, scrim C9. You guys don't want to scrim. And then, like, man. we went to Renegade and we was like, wait a minute. They're the ones that fucked up and double booked. Why don't we just scrim each other? <laughs> and that's what we did. And we just left Sprout out. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's
0: hilarious. <laughs> you just... Wow. you
3: <laughs> are like, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're not screwing either of us out. We're both here. Yeah. Oh, man. well That's, that's really dude i haven't heard of that i didn't hear i didn't know that all i kind of knew that there was some facility in like serbia people were at i didn't know yeah, i didn't know if that was it mm-hmm. and i didn't know yep. they were all there hanging out or like potentially you could just hang out with each other that's that's really interesting okay Yeah. Cool.
1: So like all the players like we all basically stayed like in the in the same hotels as far as i'm concerned actually well so relog like the facility it's it's there's like a hotel um beside it there's like it's so like if relog's here there's like a if you go outside, like when you enter, you enter a hotel and then relogs to the left of it and then the hotel whatever is there. So 9Z was staying at that hotel and the hotel we were staying at was like the Hyatt or whatever and that's where like all the other teams were, mm. were uh, staying at or playing at.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Well, we talked about food earlier. How was the food in Serbia? Um. That doesn't look At like it. That doesn't look good. Yeah. That
1: doesn't look so good. like when we first got there, <laughs> I was like okay, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited to to like, kind of like try new food or whatever. It's also like close to Italy too, um, and uh, that's where. From? Sorry. Belgrade. What city was it? Belgrade. Was it in Belgrade? Belgrade. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where like my mom's from too. So like there's a lot of like you're similar Ital- kind of you're foods. You're, and Italian, you're part
0: Italian, right? Yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom's from Italy, so. um, I was I was like happy to see like try new foods and stuff like that or get to like get to discover some new stuff. But then when we got there, we tried like a bunch of stuff and it wasn't it. <laughs> and we were ordering, we were ordering like every, so like we'd order every day like before like our practices and stuff. And I don't know what the heck people were like putting in our food or like sometimes like the portion of our food and stuff, was just, it was just so bad. Like especially like the pastas. I was so surprised too. I thought the pasta was gonna be really good. Yeah, but it was just like all sauce. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like there's the pasta, there's just the sauce, and you take it and like you're you're eating it, and I can't even taste like any of the actual pasta. It's so- it it sauce really with weird. a
0: side of pasta instead of pasta. The very sauce so much on it. Throat. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: weird. was. I don't know. That wasn't Ooh. it. And then our go ahead mix.
3: I was gonna say like we went to Berlin and it was like we didn't like the food there like the food Mm. that we ordered. Doesn't Berlin have good food? What I I don't know like it depends because we were also like we weren't in like the main part of Berlin uh so like I don't know maybe some of the places we were ordering from weren't the best but I remember that they didn't like the food and then like we went to we went to Poland like Warsaw and there was like it wasn't like anything crazy but there was like a lot of good places and it was also like super cheap so like me me and Floppy we get we'd go back to the hotel and like we'd be bored so we would just like order McDonald's for like. (laughs) <laughs> we would both order McDonald's with the same order. It'd be like twelve dollars total. <laughs> like really, yeah, that's sick. the thing.
1: In like Serbia, you don't like it's not that common like to tip, and if you do tip, it's not even that much. And then like the deliver, there's like no delivery fees. so it's like really cheap. Um, and then like the fast forward, like the food was really bad. So then we tried, I tried like ordering like room service at the hotel, and like uh, we would pay like a little bit like out of pocket. I would do like after practice, like, before like if I was gonna go work out or whatever. And, um I got like a few things off the menu, and it wasn't that good and e g since they were staying there at the time, they had like their own menu um like a kind of like a custom menu or whatever since they're like uh staying there and I forgot what we had there's like a few things, and uh everything I basically had it wasn't that good, and the sex and that was like the first time we came there um and then there's this one restaurant uh I forgot the name of it, but it was like this pizza restaurant and we went there and it was like the best thing that we had ever since we were there. And it was, it was actually like generally really good. Um, it had like pasta, pizza, it's just basically like an Italian place, but it was really good. And we went there like every day, for like the last like week <laughs> after after on out the trip. After the one spot. Yeah. There. And then, and then we flew back. So like on the last boot camp we were here, um, uh, we went there like a bunch of times, but then we were kinda getting bored of it and I, I like thought to myself, I was like, What if I went back to the hotel and I just asked for whatever I wanted at the place? So then I just I was always ordering uh I would when we'd order like in a boot camp, I would get like a grilled chicken breast like vegetables or whatever because then when we eat bad all the time so then i asked for that at the hotel i just get like a grilled chicken breast um grilled vegetables and french fries and and they brought that thing to me Was the best thing i had and i (laughs) had like bread and stuff too and i got that every day literally every day since i was there yep and that that like it was actually really good the last time we were there is really good they just don't so they I was have happy they have the shitty
0: end. recipes but they have like people who just just wing it and they're just yeah Yeah,
1: if you ask for the individual thing put it together it's the best thing ever but the straight up meal like i yeah. don't
0: know that's i don't weird. Know about that that's weird. that's weird that's i guess he just probably like starts drawing from his own home cooking experience as opposed to like yeah these and like the guy recipes. at the, re-
1: the- the guy at the receptionist too, when I'd ask uh, to call in for room service, like um, I would tell him my order and since it wasn't on the menu, I'd say everything individually and then I'd order so much to the point where he just knew, Like as soon as I would say it, like my voice, he would just know and then he would just tell him my order. I didn't even have to ask him. <laughs> nice.
2: Did, I just love how that wasn't it was the was the way to, is the p- most polite way to say the food was not good. <laughs> that wasn't it. It wasn't it. That wasn't it, chief.
0: Yeah. Um... They speak English well in Serbia like it's just common just Uh in Belgrade the majority of people do. Like a lot of our taxi
1: drivers and stuff, like they they all knew English pretty well. Um, There's only like a a couple people that didn't. It was actually there's this one taxi driver had to. He was he told me he was like fifty-five years old or something and he didn't play Counter Strike. Oh my god. And um yeah, and he was asking me what team I was on and stuff, and he like took a bunch of people like when GT was uh boot camping there like a few months like prior, he was talking I think it was to Nico or someone else, but um he was like they're they were talking about it or whatever and then he was like trying to get involved with the esports scene or whatever and then he like ended up following me and stuff he was really cool though and he's 55 too and he was saying how like his daughter plays like cs2 and stuff and it was i don't know it was pretty crazy wow. uh and he was still like caught up to date with all that stuff
0: damn in <laughs> north america that's like, just like they just were like yeah, it's oh, just yeah. not a thing <laughs> it's just valorant maybe <laughs> maybe, it, maybe someone said something about valorant yeah. but like i would never i could never imagine like compared to
1: europe, like though. playing in in europe it's just so common like everyone knows the game if i like if like if I said like I play like professional video games like oh what game I said Counter like they're like really like what team and they just know all the teams or at wow, least the top ones damn, it's that's, crazy
0: that's the life over there
2: I feel yeah. like you'd be lucky to get Valorant here it's probably Fortnite
0: <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> yeah yeah maybe yeah, yeah that's true well I, a lot of my a lot of friends of mine that are a little older are like getting more into to valorant or like even ones that weren't as into counter-strike just like are trying it now even like late 20s -hmm. a lot of people in their 20s i'm finding are are getting into valorant but either way okay let's get back let's get back to some counter-strike here i know people actually probably do enjoy (laughs) the food talk but (laughs) yeah but there's, there's still a couple topics we got um one of which is okay so this is kind of get more moving into the news side of things we've got uh, Astralis and everybody on their contract. Okay, no. Do you want to clarify, like, what's what's the deal with the Astralis contracts?
2: So, for Dupree, Glaive, just and Zonic, uh, their contracts are all set to expire on December 31st. Uh, and as of July 1st, they're allowed to seek like offers from other organizations, basically. So prior to this, nobody could really approach them because of their contract. Yeah. Uh, now they can mm. basically talk to other organizations about potentially signing following the expiry of their contract, or prior to that, oh, okay. but more than likely after the expiry of their contract. Oh, man.
1: Okay.
0: So so we're going to see Dupree go to NIP for, for LNZ,
2: and then... Ooh, fit. <laughs> oh, i sorry. I think Zip's contract also. I left him out for some reason. Oh, yeah, okay. So then Zip, yeah, Zip okay. will go then. Cool. I'm going
0: to set yeah, Bubsky's just stuck. So, so, so Bubski's <laughs> yeah. so actually Bubsky's stuck. just posted up. Just <laughs> I think
2: Bubski has another full year on his contract or like a year and a, really? and a half or something. Yeah, Because he signed a two-year contract when he joined okay. them. So okay. I think another full year or something like that. Yeah. are wow. just
3: reforming Mad Mind, Los
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like coach. that's possible. Uh, do we... <sighs> do, you guys, do you guys think that it's in all of their best interest to leave or do you think they should try to pick up the pieces with what they have? I, I think feel like depends. at this point
3: I don't know, I feel like at this point they're definitely leaving the org. Mm, yeah. Doesn't seem like that's gonna be a thing going forward. I feel like they would've re-signed by now. Yeah. But uh I don't know. To so me, the question is like are they trying to like stick together and go somewhere else and then like rebuild from there? Or at like this Cloud point 9? do they all just want to like yeah, maybe. I mean <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was discussed in the past. It was. it was. But um yeah. So like maybe that or maybe do they all just want like, to wanna go and do like kind of like their own separate thing and find like different teams to join? Because I mean all of those guys, like, if they're able to negotiate and they're gonna be free agents, like most teams in the world are gonna be very interested in picking up uh, any you know, of them. At least one of those guys to fill up, yeah, yeah, any of those yeah. roles. Like whether you're like heroic or you're fucking I don't know, like you could be like even like fun plus phoenix or something, right? Just be yeah, able to like, give yeah. a ton of money, like a, a really good team, something
0: like that. OG, complexity, FBI: yeah, like any of these teams. Any of these like, if you're, any teams, teams
3: you should be you should be like reaching out to these players and like you know, discussing if there's, like, certain moves you can make. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, I, I highly doubt
2: any of them stay with the org, because at least yeah. from from stuff that's been said in, in other podcasts and just in general in other media, it seems like they're not very happy with the org, or at least some of those players are not happy with the org. Mm-hmm. So I highly doubt they stay right. there. They might stick together elsewhere, but...
1: Yeah. That's the part I probably followed, like, the least... Like, I don't know, like, the direct, like relationship they have like with their org or like how if like how things if things are like rocky stuff like that but That's in terms really of like good. yeah like if <laughs> yeah. the players like want to play with each other again I think it's like up in the air I think it's just what they kind of like want to achieve in their careers like I think someone like the Vice taking kind of like kind of like that leap of faith type thing where he I feel like he's like already accomplished so much but he wants to go like that extra mile too like starting kind of fresh like yeah. uh, if those guys have other like aspirations like that too. It could be somebody that's really cool too. You know, like, but... Advice but
3: taking that leap of faith kind of like leads me to believe that I don't think they're gonna stick together as four. Hmm. Um, I feel like I feel like at least one of the others is gonna like go and try to do something else on their own. You know, the yeah. priest. The priest is gonna replace Fing on extra salt. <laughs> Relax, <laughs> not yet. <laughs>
1: Actually, why am you saying not yet? Never. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck?
3: Listen, just... <laughs> wait, actually, no. They're just going to get O.C. to be their fifth. That's that's what's going to oh, happen. O.C.'s <laughs> never going to leave me. she's <laughs> OC. not leaving me. <laughs> oh, my God. They just get what
0: if, they get JT and they move Glaive to the, the entry frag. The mm-hmm.
2: what if oh, not re- leaving me either. <laughs> what if they replace uh, Blaine Nuff with Glaive? And Rush with Dupree. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dude, stop. That's just disgusting, <laughs> no, actually.
0: That's relax. So gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I don't think,
3: I don't know if you could replace Rush with Dupree, though. You'd have to no, replace I'm Rush with not. It. Mix or, Yeah. It's a of more selfless. I'd, yeah. I'd
2: be, yeah It'd be a bit weird. I would You'd have oh to, my like, god. but also, you're not getting Blame F out of his, like, 35 grand a month contract or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. he has. No, so there's
0: no. no chance. The most valuable player in Counter Strike is not getting out of that right <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not leaving yeah uh i don't know kind of the thing that i immediately
3: thought of is just like imagine like glaive just going to like FPX and plays with emmy or something and then maybe make another move or two but i don't know something like that
1: that could actually be that could definitely be interesting yeah.
3: Player to
2: eg for status look
3: oh i think like most no. teams in the world have to at least consider glaive yeah,
2: he's it. just an
0: upgrade for any, pretty much any IGL right now. Like I yeah, don't even much. think someone like Kerrigan is really safe, especially with FaZe's recent performances. But I think every other team, unless they're just speaking, unless they're a CIS team, like Glaive could play on that team. You know, they would mm-hmm. they would switch to yeah. to English for Glave. Uh, oh my god, G. Oh my god,
2: G two, dude. I thought of it, but <laughs> I was like, "There's no way Nexa gets." I the- I don't know. If they, it's like G two cut like,
1: Nexa. That I feel like that would be so sad. Like it would be yeah. the whole, like, whole teams is like formed as a family, dude. Yeah, and they kind so of. Hard. I feel
3: like I feel like if like people are like really like a family and they like, really like each other and teams meshing
0: really well, then you probably don't try to fuck with that just because next is also doing a really good job yeah
1: yeah so i'm thinking my
0: my my take with g2 is that sure they're number third and people are like when are they going to make it to a trophy i think like we've seen in history there's been there are teams like this like that if they just stick together long enough if they're consistently coming top four eventually they just will win a tournament like they just it's just kind of like even think of the the tsm core to an extent kind of when they finally like broke through just just it'll just happen eventually like it's it's so it's they're so close that i think they're closer to number one than they are to crumbling and falling to like 10th in the world or something so there's some some teams i wouldn't i wouldn't say that though like um you know like complexity i don't know if they're really like close to getting to number one actually like they just seem yeah they keep Losing, they keep like losing games where they're the favorites, and uh, to end their tournaments, it feels like it. It should just shouldn't be happening the way it is. So that's yeah, like when they yeah. had Oboe, I think it would honestly oh it would God. be different. Yeah. I just
1: I, it's weird they like with JKS because I haven't yeah I haven't watched like a lot of their games, so it's hard for me to say. It just doesn't feel like I don't know. It just, they just don't feel the same like the way they play. I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like Poison's been as impactful as like he's normally been like since he had that break. Um yeah, like I'm I'm looking right now, like he has a 1.0 rating too. And like before like that whole summer of like last year, I think, like this guy was like owning, like he was crazy. And like now obviously he's sold down, so that's like a really heavy hitter for your team that's obviously in a slump. So it doesn't doesn't help.
0: I actually would be willing to say that I think Obo has uh he can he was able to get complexity out of situations that I don't think JKS can, and that's so yeah. That's so crazy for I me agree to that. say, like a year ago, but like Oboe... I feel like Obo somewhat... can do more of like less. Like, yeah, I kind of no, think definitely. that. I kind of think yeah. that too. Yeah, he kind of just builds like, El- it now. Obo
3: didn't, didn't really have like a star player role or anything. Like he no, he was, he was. I think he's just kind of like part, the part.
1: entry. Like he he's yeah. kind of just like he might be like first second and whatever. But I think Obo like this guy just does his thing. I remember playing with him like FPL when I was like fifteen, and this guy would literally just like. He would like call something. And like say like three like I don't even know how to describe it he would just like say something most random thing ever he's like I'm just gonna kill this guy boiler and he, he's like no info he might just ask for a flash and he just kills three people or something <laughs> like like it's like the definition you have nothing to work Dude, with I, and, and, yeah. and I'm just smiling as he does it like I could just like I know like just I could picture how he's thinking yeah like I could just picture like how he's thinking and be like should go for it because like <laughs> if he doesn't even kill him it's like other people can do other stuff on the map like he's one of those people where I think if he goes for a play other people can count off his play type thing okay. and i think that's really hard again like a team um i remember I like that. at the moment it's like
3: is literally like the b anchor and also like the b lurker which like on a lot of teams that guy is like like maybe like one of your weakest players on the team mm-hmm. um but like for oboe it's just like he has so much impact there yeah like
1: he's, yeah like he's, just, that's he's still too. just he's still,
3: he's still just able to do like so much no matter like where you put him
1: yeah he can do yeah that's why I like that's also someone too who like. I have a lot of respect for too, and it's someone who like playing with them, cause he he was always like when he came up, he was basically like a level above me. It was kind of like him, and some like Tens, like all those guys, they're always like a level above me. I basically started out like a little bit earlier from them, and I always was like a level coming up all the way, all the way. And then like the seeing them like get success and stuff like that, and like having a chance to play with them like FP and stuff too. Like Obos like super like I don't know, super like good teammate, awesome player. Like to to I haven't had a chance to play with them, but maybe like sometime in the future, who knows? But he's definitely like, someone who would really want to play with
3: the last man they get a hltv mvp on lan song
0: he didn't get true. an hltv mvp it wasn't hltv it was just an oh, wasn't oh, it wasn't no 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 dreamhack no. open anaheim didn't have an hltv MVP. Oh, it was okay. just he was the there mvp of the event top
2: 20 teams or something there Uh-oh.
0: yeah it was but it, it was like like i don't think dreamhack Leipzig where uh Big one, also that event. I don't think they had an MVP either. It wasn't, yeah, but either way, Obo, Obo, one of those guys, too. Obo, high key, was really good. I remember, he used to like kind of annoy me in like rank G or rank S or something because he was just always doing aggressive plays. And so it's just like, all right, if you kill two, cool, but if you lose, if you just die, it's just like, what? This like, you just put me in the shittiest situation ever. But <laughs> you could see the skill was there because he would always end the game with like 24 and 18. And whether we won or lost, it's like he would get his. So. That's um, yeah. Uh, let's okay. Let's talk about Fnatic. Just did this today. They benched they benched Golden, uh, and I think this was a long. This was kind of overdue for them to have some sort of change. I'm a little bit surprised. Well, I guess with Fnatic, with Golden's stats and the fact that the team is losing, it's just like you have to you have to do something like this. So, but then also like you look at JW.
1: I don't think
2: one change is enough for this team. At exactly, that's yeah. in
1: like a really weird spot. Yeah. I think it's really weird. There's a lot of stuff that they could do, but there's also a lot of stuff that they could maybe like leave for a little bit, especially with land being back. Like, I don't even know. Are they in? Um, I don't know. if They're, they're not on the plan, right? They're not on the actual are. event no, for this one. No. Oh yeah, they didn't qualify. Wait, I actually remember that. Yeah, they they missed the qualify this event. It's something in the where partnered, but until yeah, then they're the like if they don't, if they don't, like if they're waiting for land events, like you can maybe take a little bit more of a risk and like put in. I don't know because I know that they practice like really hard too, um, and like maybe they take it like a little bit of a risk. They give it a little bit more time so maybe you can see them on land because obviously everyone on that team is a land player, right? So and they always have all that experience. So maybe you wait. But at the same time, it's also kind of a gamble because with how I've been playing, like like you've been saying, like Golden's been like obviously iffy, JW's been um, iffy. And I, I actually played with JW a lot when I was in uh, Europe, like playing FPL. And he's somewhere where I've actually never for someone of like JW's caliber, I never expected like him to be as humble, like, um, mm. as, as he was, like, he was, like, really kind of, like, welcoming and stuff, and, like, a really good player, like, teammate, too, and I think some, like, having, like, someone, like, that on a team, especially, like, with all you've kind of achieved and stuff is, like, really hard to find, too, like, as, a, like, an asset, so I don't know if it's something that they, maybe they could work around, or if it's really that bad, they find a replacement, but they're, even, like, the roles too, it's, like, it's, I don't know, it's weird, so they definitely have to do something.
2: The the other thing is just who, who do you get to replace, anybody on Fnatic right now because there aren't that many swedish players that you can really look at that would be able to compete at a top level that aren't already on nip or in their young ninjas team yeah so i don't know if you look at fdl or
1: something i don't know i actually don't know if there's like a lot maybe like a couple like swedish FPL players or some shit i don't know
3: gotta be like alex or MSL, surely well, That's I think there was a
2: rumor insane. that they might go international, right? With with yeah. some oh really? Play- there's there's some player they were looking at or something like that. I'm not sure if I if I'm misread, but I I, think yeah, I forgot. Was-
1: I actually forgot about MSL dude. I actually <laughs> thought he would have <laughs> found. Both? I thought he would have found a yeah. team by now. Actually, both
3: of those players would be pretty good for them. Just in terms of like, yeah, not just like as like because they are both good IGLs, but they're also both like pretty aggressive players, even as IGLs, which I think kind of fits. Yeah. Uh, kind of what Fnatic needs in terms of like from their IGL and what Golden was kinda of doing.
1: Oh, but, yeah, like, I think either
3: of those would be like good options.
1: Wait, mix, who's, who's the other player? Uh, Golden or uh, like MSL, MSL and Alex. Oh Alex. Alex. oh Alex. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's Fnatic in talks with XCOM ago about MHL transfer. Oh yeah. That to me suggests like that, that, that they're also opera?
3: looking into like replacing JW. Uh Wait, is, is NHL in opera?
1: MHL an I I thought yeah, it was, he like, is. Oh, he is? No, I'm like 90% sure that guy's an Upper.
2: That's so weird then. Why weird. would I, that's really weird? Sure, Jackie was really already just,
3: rifling before, so I, sure. I, I assume they're not like too set on like... The whether Jackie you know, has to rifle like, or, or, or something. Yeah,
0: he's an opera. He is yep. an opera. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember that's watching really him. Weird. How yeah, many yeah. operas do they want on this team? Jackie, you <laughs> JW, and MHL? Yeah, that, I don't know. That just seems so odd. Are you sure it was MHL and not MSL, and the person just missed like typoed it? You know, that's <laughs> just the only thing that makes sense to me here.
2: Here's the choice. that I, uh,
0: uh, either way okay i'm reading yeah. i'm reading it right now it's in it's in polish so you know they they can type <laughs> they make typos over there no just kidding i mean honestly <laughs> honestly i i feel like an msl move just obviously makes the most sense there even like a ztr move would be better than just just to give mm-hmm. something fresh like yeah. i wouldn't even really want but i feel like i don't know i still feel like they're gonna like i doubt they're only replacing one person
3: like i still have my yeah. bets on them replacing jw as well Maybe. Mm. Also it thing just seems like the right time to do it,
2: because they're not even in the top thirty right now. So they're not. It's not like the ranking is a huge worry for them in terms of losing points. So if yeah, they're gonna do I it, they should, should do it now. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like you either take the gamble, like you you kind of wait until like land or something to do something, or you just go now because this is probably like the other like the freest time to do it. Like you at this point, you kind of like nothing to lose. You just have something to prove, I think.
0: Yeah. Get get a bunch of people that are hungry, but. I think you want to keep some veteran leadership. I, I think Crims k- isn't really. Uh, much you have gotta of, keep Crims. Yeah, you have to keep Crims, yeah. and you have to keep Brolin. are too. Like I,
3: I swear. Like even especially like especially on he's land, but, like, yeah. he's them. I swear, it, even more so than like Brolin. Like it feels like Crims is always just fucking like so on point whenever you play them. Oh yeah. Uh, and, like he's always just popping your head instantly. Like it feels like his like he's just he's just so sick. Yeah. yeah,
1: rolling, rolling Crim's, like, duo, I feel like you gotta keep that. That's There's no firepower
0: right there. Because
1: that's, like, your, you have, like, your youngster and the vet that's, like, rotator-like anchor that can, I don't know, that guy. Like, when I watch him play, especially, like, even, I remember from, like, old lands, too. Like, some of the recent ones before COVID is, like, that guy's just a beast, so.
0: Mm-hmm. He, he feels like he's always gonna just give you this allotted amount. Like, he's he's good for 17-plus frags every single game, it feels like. He's just one yeah. of those guys. Um okay any more any more thoughts or i think we can i think we can move on from that i think that might bring us is there any no do you have any any news that you'd want to bring to the table i think that kind of covers what we've got
2: yeah i think that covered basically everything all right all right uh, oh maybe maybe the Hundun to astralis really. Hundun to astralis and okay. not play not with the relic here
0: that like what so wait what do we know
2: about that so far uh, so was Zonic planning on exiting, or sources say that he's uh, he's probably leaving Astralis? Apparently, Hunden yeah. is the main candidate yeah. that Astralis is looking at. Also, said
3: Hunden is not Wolf the mech alone, but they didn't say it was for like COVID or any release like reason related to that. It was just. Not I don't even know
2: if they or, mentioned his name in their actual press release yeah. or their announcement. I don't even know if they said hmm. Hunden once in that. Yeah, release I think they the just name. said
3: like yeah, our whatever the sports psychologist, whoever the fuck it is, was like, oh yeah, was, like, I saw something like that. coach for this event. So they didn't mention that it. it was like Hunden unfortunately can't come due to like COVID protocols or like because he's sick or something. It was like they just didn't really mention it at all.
1: Hmm. I personally I don't like that change though. I like the thought of it.
0: I like what screaming. Hero's
1: got. Yeah, like screaming heroic like that. Honestly, like especially, like, the first time I played, that was probably, it was, like, them, Navi. Actually, the, those two. Those two are probably, like, the hardest, I feel like, scrimming um, in terms of just, like, team play and everything like that. But Heroic was heroic was insane. I think they have really good pieces in their team and stuff. And I think Hunden, um, obviously, from, like, some of the results and stuff he has and playing on past teams and building them up and what he does to, like, teams, I think that's, like, the perfect team for him to stay in. So, like, unless he's leaving for maybe, like, a brand, like, kind of like a, like contract. a trans perspective, it's going
3: to be yeah. a lot bigger than heroic is, no yeah. matter how shady the org might be. They also yeah. might have more money. I don't,
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, the that's like of those are the only things. Yeah, those are only um, things yeah. I can
1: really see for the reason, but
0: I, okay. I don't know. Okay, actually, before we move on to the question of the week thing, I want to ask you about Navi because hey, there's always so many, not there's just so many Navi fans. Even Even sometimes when I make my videos, people are like weirdly heavy Navi fans, even though I'm pretty sure they're mostly American or either way. A lot no. of people, like, they doubt Navi because of, it feels like a lack of tactical depth or, like, you like you said, teamwork. It's kind of like, I think the thing that strikes out, to, like, sticks out to me the most about Navi is, like, there's two things. One, I think Boomich gets way too, like, aggressive sometimes in mid-rounds, and he dies a lot. When, when I don't, like, sometimes I can understand it with, with certain systems, like, I think art obviously your kinder, even mirror for spirit like i don't know some some riflers i kind of get it a little bit more but sometimes i just see boomage push and die in the most like casual fat like just walk peeking angles and things and the nah. second thing is like their late round like kind of like from the mid round to convert it to a late round sometimes they just make weird ass calls but i want to know from your perspective if like when you played them you say that they had really good teamwork. Why do you say that? Like Um,
1: so the example I gave before is on Nuke and that map. I think I think Navi is the best nuke team, like by far. Um, I think the reason for that is the roles for that team I think suits like how they how they like structure a team out, how they want to play. Um and makes it like really diverse for people to do like different things on C T and T side. So, like, the smokes and stuff they throw, it allows, like, in their system, it allows them to do, like, a bunch of things off of them without, like, CTs being able to get info. And if they want to get info, it's really hard for them to do so because then you have, like, your lobby holders, like, all those guys. Like, they're really good individually, and they're also, like, they know their angles, they know, like, what spots they need to be playing um, that are, like, the uh, the least, um, like, risky uh, for them, like, to, to die and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like, when I'm playing against them, especially, like, on CT side, so... The main, like, simple kind of does his thing. And then, like, this is, like, still on Nuke on their CT side. Like, simple kind of does his thing. I see, like, electronics. Sometimes he's aggro. Sometimes he's, um, cause he's, like, the mini player. So sometimes he might die. Well, other than that, the main person that I kind of see, like, making plays and, like, like you're saying is, like, Boomich. And I think it's, for them, I think he needs to figure out like maybe a little bit better of like a balance because I feel like he's the main guy who gets info for that team. But he's also the guy that if you see, if you're watching a game, and you see someone do something quote unquote like stupid or whatever. It's usually boomage. Um, I think sometimes it makes sense. And other times it's more of like a, like I can get one more. I can get more map control for the team type thing. But it's like way more risk than reward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like when I'm when I'm playing against them and they're doing that, it's usually I feel like it's more like out of desperation. But like mm-hmm. when I'm playing against them and they start off like pretty well or like they're just kinda like playing their game, I don't I don't usually see that at all. I think they're kind of doing like normal stuff.
0: So you think in like closer games where a team's probably pushing them like against a gambit or a heroic or whatever like a top five team or something, mm-hmm. it's probably more because he feels like pressured to make those kinds of plays whereas against lower t- i mean to be fair against lower tier competition like the beginning of a tournament you don't see it that often because they just kind of beat those teams outright so he doesn't- yeah yeah i think it's more so like in those times maybe it's
1: like more hectic maybe their comms aren't as good and maybe it might be like a miscom play stuff like that mm-hmm. um from scrims though i can see like i remember scrimming them on overpass and like we're doing like a short B default and like I'm getting in like to the cubby under where like as a CT you can like boost up and I'm just sitting there and after like ten seconds they just instantly react and they throw like one like it's like a shitty flash or whatever and boom it just like swings but then he just sprints down and I just kill him. And then um what's it called? Uh, I think it was like electronic that beats me. Or no, it was I think it was perfecto and electronic flashed. But, and then he just runs down right after and I tell him too. I'm like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> and then we're like screaming on an overpass again, like a different time and like simple. He has, he has an op or like he four spot an M4 because he got like a bunch of kills. Um, and oh, second round they lost and he forced spot m4 we kill him and the next round he's m4 again and like bitch just dropping this guy in m4 and they're just <laughs> doing the same mid play over and over um and it was, i was like questioning i was like what the hell is going on but like i don't know if they're trying to practice something or like that's the only thing when i play navi like weird stuff that happens but like when they're straight up playing like they're i don't know their play in my opinion is, like really good like i think when they go for info plays like they do it like when it's needed it just sometimes it feels like they overextend um like sometimes when they don't need to at all like if like they're in yeah. like good spots already but
0: okay okay so that the, that confirmation or you confirmed what i was thinking i guess because yeah it does it does feel like it, it's just unnecessary sometimes and there's like the risk reward and sometimes you think like hey, that's that's not even like 50 50 in my eyes that was more like 30 percent risk or mm. high risk very low reward for for like walk peeking around the corner at banana or something like that it was like but there's probably a guy like they, they clearly took banana control. It probably didn't didn't leave, so I don't know why you would walk peek that. Like things like that. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Um so let's go into the the question of the week. So if people are tuning in for the first time, this is kind of more of a, a free, like a very open-ended question that everybody answers where I just come up with it and uh it's more it's just like about a concept. There's no right or wrong answer for this. So the question of the week this time is or the question of the day because we don't do these weekly anymore is because, is uh, more like uh what are things that from the online play you can bring with you into land settings and what are things you cannot bring so like just showing like talking about the big differences in, in your eyes and or things that maybe we'll start what are what are things you think you can bring the, the obvious things you can bring with you uh if you play at LAN in the future um like I'm it's hard 'cause I'm trying
1: to think. I think like the main thing like this is more of like a personality type thing where I think a lot of teams and I'm gonna be honest, I think a lot of the C S teams might struggle with this a bit coming to land is like when you go for all these aggro plays, aggro peaks, whatever, it's like you can do that on land. Um, at least from like my experience too, like playing on playing on lands and stuff too. It's just are you really gonna actually do it on land type thing? And is it gonna be consistent for you? Because I think with some of those players, like and the way they play, they play since like the since they're like I feel like they're just comfortable whatever, like at at their homes, boot camp, whatever they're playing from. And I don't think it's going to, like, it's not going to be the same, especially on land, especially when you have an actual crowd. Like, I don't think those players are going to make the same thing. So I think discipline is, like, a really big thing. Like, if you're you're a disciplined player, like, person, understanding, like, what you're actually going to, like, take to land in terms of, like, plays and stuff. Because a lot of players usually have, like, go-to plays and stuff. Um, And when playing in Europe, like, um, especially in, like, some of the smaller events, like the Spring Sweet Springs, like, teams might do, like, more crazy stuff. But... I think it's the matter of like when when you start like going up and you're going back to land and stuff, actually taking those plays and bringing them with you and actually doing them on land. Because if you don't, and that's how your team played before, obviously I feel like you're gonna struggle. So,
3: you know, one thing I always think about, um, I think maybe it's kind of like effects, like if you're doing the same plays, is like how you can like schedule your day and like how you can like do like your preparation and stuff. So like you know, like for like an online Bo3, it's like. We kind of get on like two hours before we take like an hour to go through our prep and like discuss what, what the other doing, discuss what we want to do type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we usually have like a little bit of a break and then everyone's like warming up together. But obviously on land, it's like a lot different because A, it's kind of hard on land, like especially day around, like that's soon before the match, like everyone on the server at the same time going over stuff kind of like that. It's like you kind of have to like, there's a lot of things that you have to do like differently in terms of like how you're scheduling your day and how you're like preparing for a match. It's like, the the schedule of everything and having to go and get set up and like you know, having being having PCs that like maybe can't necessarily go online, so you're having to figure out ways to like show everyone kinda like what they need to expect and go over. Like it can be it can be kind of rough to like prepare and be ready in the same way.
1: Yeah, you'd probably, you definitely know more about that than me, Mix. But, like, um, one thing, like, probably to add to that, too, is, like, when you're having to deal with that, I think from my experiences, like, when we go over, like, the prep and stuff, it's, like, pretty straightforward. Like, people understand what's going on, what's going to happen in their day. And then at land. like, I feel like anything can really happen. Like, you might take, like, an extra, like, 20, 30 minutes setting up your stuff while someone's trying to talk to you about all this stuff. Like, your focus might not be on, like, the right things at the right time. So, there might be, like, a little bit of... um like, uh, in terms of, like, what, what, like, you're trying to prep, what you're trying to focus on, those kinds of stuff, too.
0: Curious from your side, then, what you think, uh, like, you know, you're saying about all these aggressive plays, uh, do you think that it makes more sense to, like, have more structured aggressive plays, then? Or do you think, like, if someone's fearless on, if someone's fearless online, can, like, and you're saying they might stop doing it if it's on land. like what uh, What can they do about that? Um, I don't even know if there's something they can do
1: about it. I think it honestly depends on the person. There's Because the, mm. in my opinion, it all kind of depends on the person. There's types of people where it's like, if they're playing for the team and they understand like what they can really do and like what kind of, let's say, like someone's trying to make space, but they do it in like a way they play make, so like there might be a certain play where someone throws like a like a nade step for them, whatever, and they go hella aggro in like a certain area. If if they don't feel comfortable, like as a person doing that on land, let's say like their teammates are around because they're skeptical how they're gonna think about them or they're not confident on land, mm. then that's something that's just gonna affect the rest of their team. Because in my opinion, if you're like um more of like an actual athlete you understand like how your teammates like think of you, but you'll understand like you you view yourself too and you already like hold yourself to like a certain standard. So when you're doing those kind of plays, that's just within your own standard. So you feel comfortable doing them. But if you're if you're the type of person that doesn't feel like that, then you're not gonna feel comfortable doing it with people around you because you're not gonna feel confident. You're not you're gonna feel like it's the wrong play. You might second guess yourself. You might do like a bunch of different things. That's yeah. what I think.
3: You still need like if you're a player that likes to do that shit you need like your teammates a even to like suggest you to like do those things and like make sure your teammates know like they want you to be doing those things still Mm -hmm. um and also like yeah you need like the faith in that you know they're going to trust you and you know but like that's not being lost and people aren't going to like freak out if like you do like a risky peak one round and like die early or something like that and then like that could like affect your confidence for the whole time and you don't want to do it again and then it's like kind of like throwing off how you've been playing for the last like three or four months but yeah. I will say that, like, if you're a team and like you can, you can like stick to that style, the like aggressive style of like making plays like that, just make like making like general solo plays and like being able to play off of that shit. It can also have like the reverse effect of like rattling the team even more on land.
1: Yeah, if, like, exactly. If you're
3: getting, getting piqued by some fucking dude that's just like relentless on you still, and like you're on land, like I feel like that could like rattle even like even rattle you a bit more than it would online. Because, like, online sometimes you'd be like, oh, dude, this guy's, like, so online. He's just fucking peeking. Yeah. That's just how all my CS is. Especially if the player's smart,
1: too. Like, they're going to understand that they have, like, the edge on you. And then they're going to be talking to their teammates about how they can exploit, like, let's say the bomb site that you're, like, targeting the player at, or, like, the other bomb site. It's, like, a diversion type thing. Like, there's tons of stuff.
0: That's so, like, art. Art stuff works on land, maybe even better. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. How about? How about? Yeah. To certain degree, yeah. How about like mechanically then? So, because everybody talks about like online peaks and like hold, holding angles online is a little bit different. So, what do you think, mechanically speaking, is going to be better? Um, it's it's also a little bit harder for me to say too, because I
1: haven't played at like as many lands as like yeah. or like as experienced but as like a lot of Obviously, I
3: haven't like actually played. I remember like from talking to Floppy and like I would like ask him like how much of a difference it actually is. And like at least he felt I mean sometimes he's also been in his own head about these things but like he yeah. did feel that like it was like a massive difference in terms of like how he was holding angles online versus online. Yeah I think it's it
1: a I think it's a really big deal like having people like literally it's the same like internet like you're just playing together like you don't have to worry about any external factor in terms of like internet speeds, ping, any of that stuff. And then the fact that like holding angles is like actually like it's i'm not even gonna say it's like super op because i personally like from playing atlanta too, i don't think it's like super like um like overpowered especially like for a ct holding angles but it's definitely a lot better like when i'm pulling an angle i don't feel like i'm just gonna get destroyed like if i feel like i'm pulling an angle like that and i die it's usually just gonna be because like i miss a shot but i'm gonna at least have time to like react within like a certain time frame but like online like i'm gonna literally like online i hold like completely different angles and like how i was holding like on land or like i hold different angles because the way people peak it's like they they swing so like further wide or like um so like tight to their peak and like depending like their ping or like their reaction shots like if they get the first bullet off you might just be inside dead. so yeah
3: it's like it's like getting holding an angle online and dying it kind of feels like you didn't even have a fucking chance like yeah you 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 didn't have like a chance to shoot like you're like and you're feeling like, okay, there's not even a fucking point to holding an angle because, like, I might as well just peek because there's no way I can win this gunfight. Whereas on land, it maybe feels a bit more like you still sometimes want to, like, initiate the duel because you still have, like, the upper hand just mm. naturally if you're the one that's, like, initiating it and, like, kind of controlling what the duel is. But you still feel like if you're holding the angle, you still have, like, a chance to actually, like, shoot at them. And, you know, if yeah. you're able to, like, land the first bullet, then, you know, you still have, like, a really good chance to win that gunfight. It still feels yeah. a lot more natural.
1: And I think on land too, you're going to notice like teams and like players are going to be holding different angles compared to like how they are online because depending on like um, certain angles, like online, like how I was saying, like if let's say like your CT like on overpass and like you're holding like a short B angle, like beside the sandbags and you're holding for like the guy to walk in like around the corner. That angle uh, for a T, if he just swings the corner, it's not even a right eye peek. But like if he just swings the corner, it's like he and his pregame's good. Like he's probably gonna hit that shot like way, way faster than you. And especially if you have an like an M4, it's like you might dink him, but you're just gonna instant die. But like on land, like you, like a CT can hold an angle like that, and like he can like have an upper hand to a certain degree. Especially if the T doesn't necessarily know he's there um, to actually get the kill. So I think you're going to see a lot more players on T side start pre-aiming a lot more like closer angles, like different angles where um a CT might have like more of an edge like holding like an off angle or like it's just a straight up angle. So I think you're going to see a lot more players like pre-aiming a lot more for like those kinds of angles because I think it's still favorable for Ts like when those kinds of duels, but they just need to understand like what angles CTs are going to hold now.
2: I, th- I think initially we're going to see Ops have a bit of a field day for like probably the first couple of events because online there's a lot of people who've gotten very good at jiggling and, and sort of crouch peeking into certain angles to to make an opera miss and that's just not gonna work out the same online. Hmm. Um especially with the with the lack of latency. So we're eventually obviously it's gonna go back to to people overusing flashes to flash people off of angles, but I think some teams might make make Jesus, some teams might make the mistake of trying to try to jiggle out or or uh wide peak to to dodge out. gambit opers. jiggle
0: everything dude they, jiggle
2: <laughs> yeah, they
1: do that exactly. and then i think you're going to see the opposite too where it's pretty common for like repeat offers like they get the first kill they, oh, like they and yeah. then they go yeah. for like the ego peak and then they just end up killing four people like i don't think that's going to that's going to keep yeah, if
0: they if someone's holding for their crouch swing again they're just the opposite yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah yeah i think um that actually made me just think of something, though, where it's like... Because usually you think of all these online teams that qualify for their first LAN event, and you think about how they have, uh, they don't have experience managing probably their emotions or just, like, when they get finally on a bigger stage. But the thing is that they're also playing uh, a little, like mini game like a meta game to it where on land versus versus the qualifier that they they took you guys are saying like the the angles they're they're peaking the way they hold things they're a little different Hmm. and then not only do they have to catch up because their emotions are probably getting the better them of them a little bit but they also have to like manage these angles that it's like i'd never probably expected a guy to be there because online that angle isn't very strong yeah Um, exactly so there's just there's like layers to why the teams that were just super good at land probably were good. at Like, we're always going to beat those underdog teams because those underdog teams had like multiple facets that they had to manage. So that just mm-hmm. makes it that
2: makes it hard for them. I think something we won't see as much will be like, if, well, actually, two things is obviously players at home have gotten very used to their setups and having your own setup is is just very easy to go into a match with. I think some of these players who probably haven't played as many LAN matches or haven't played LAN in a long time will forget just how much like a small change in your setup can affect the way you go into matches and how how consistently you can play like if your table is a couple of inches lower it might affect you more than you think if your sensitivity feels a little bit more off because uh, Humidity, like the friction is different or whatever yeah. yeah you you that'll affect you majorly yeah, and that's the a second big thing. thing and the second thing is once we get back to, to stadium events, there's the amount of people who've relied on every tiny little sound cue are going to be in for a bit of more of a, a hard time. Just with the amount of atmospheric noise that there's going to be. Yeah, I
0: did say that I, mm. on the the show I do with Thorin that I think Gambit might have some difficulty because they are so good at hearing everything that goes on. And so if they don't have perfect information, I think they still have like a lot of fundamentals to work off of, but they are working with almost a map hack for everybody because everybody just knows everything that's possible to know. Um. I think that's okay, we'll we'll do shout outs now, uh, as we come to the conclusion of this. So Fang, what do you what do you want to shout out here? Shout out. Um Definitely want to shout out
1: like my my socials, uh to anyone that wants to follow me, like my Twitter, it's at Fang JC, or on my Twitch where I've been uh, streaming always stream like FPL all that cool stuff on my Twitch is at Fang uh CSGO or Fang CSGO. Um and then yeah, shout out to my parents as well, my teammates. Um, yeah.
3: All right, Mix, what's your shout out? Uh shout out to mezzy averaging a one point forty rating the past week. Oh my gosh. Jeez, really? really? Okay, it's a one point thirty nine. I'm sorry, it's a bit rounded up. Unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> rounded up. And still like mezzy is fucking insane, and I hope people start to realize how good this guy actually is.
0: Mm, sweet. He's also just
3: like the, the the perfect fucking like player and teammate. Like mm. works hard best fucking attitude all right insanely skilled like that dude is gonna be so good for a
0: long time you heard it minus fang plus mezzy okay uh no <laughs> what's your what's your shout
2: out uh shout out my twitter i might start streaming a bit more once i'm back from toronto so okay. twitchtv slash note and other than that shout out liquid winning IEM cologne obviously oh bring it home
0: hey wait okay 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 mm. if you're gonna if you're going to do that, we got to do our predictions. I forgot. We usually, we used to do predictions more. We got to go back and, and, uh, okay. So who do you guys. You're
2: going to make me do a serious prediction. That's fucked up, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> After I did that. Nope, that's
0: your prediction. <laughs> okay, sure. If you want to, if you want to backtrack, you can backtrack. What's your serious prediction? Who do you think is going to win?
2: Uh, top two. Like top two. Navi. Top two teams. Top
0: two Ah, boring. Okay. Mix, what's your top ah, two? Ah, yeah. Okay. Fuck it. I'll go like more exciting. I'll say
3: G2. Finally get one.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Say they're a land team. G2 gonna win. They're gonna win. Yeah. Fuck. It. Who's second? Who's second? Uh, NaVi. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fang. Who's your Who's your first and second? Oh my God. I don't know. The thing is, like, I wanna say. Actually,
1: I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna say heroic or. Um. Uh, the thing is, like, if VP plays. I think if VP like has a good star, if your kinder's playing good, I could actually see like VP like taking it. I'm not oh, even kidding. Oh. I think I, I've honestly thought that VP's like really good, but they've been real on rocky, paper, like, lately. I say, Yeah, I, I'll just say heroic and Navi for now. I'll be safe. Okay. I'm gonna i will say those two. Okay. Uh my
3: Dark Horse. Also my Dark Horse. Uh I wanna say Vitality actually. Ooh. I just really like Vitality's lineup. Really? Really? Okay. I actually like how they're developing and coming along, and I think they're like a team that's better on land than they are online. I'll give Phase
2: my Dark Horse prediction. Okay,
0: I'll do mine. My mine. I'm also gonna pick G2. I think G2 are taking it. I think this is finally like one of those things where they have. I think they have the right amount of structure and land players that they can peak at this moment, and they've just been. They've always been so close to winning every online tournament. Nico powers up on land that's that's my call i think he's just better on land i think some of the ways he plays the game is just better on land and when people swing into him like on land he was just he was a laser beam like coming out of his gun and now it's not quite as consistent when he rifles so i think g2 got it nico's gonna put up a 1.29 rating for the event and he's going to win the hltv mvp and i think that the runner up will be it will be navi but my dark horse is big, actually. I think big is gonna make a top four finish. I think that's gonna surprise really? people. Yeah. I really yeah. I really
3: think liquid makes uh, looks a good run here.
0: Mm.
1: Nah, no, actually if I pick it a dark horse, I'm gonna say liquid. Oh.
0: Okay all right dark horse liquid dark that's to liquid
2: still, still bringing it home even without uh, even with my prediction of Navi <laughs> all right all
0: right and uh my shout outs before we close the episode are to fang for reaching out because pros do not usually reach out but it was so refreshing when you actually were interested in being on the pod so if you're a pro listening and i won't ego you if you're on a top 30 team I will not ego you. That's the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're 31st, though, I'm sorry, anybody on Fnatic, but I might have to ego you. No, I'm just kidding. We're in phase and, as well, I guess. <laughs> you know, R.I.P. Phase. Anybody on phase? No, if you're if you're like pretty much on a top 40 team and you reach out, we will accommodate you. Sorry, if you're on like the 47th best team, you're, that's probably like a team that comes in like fifth place, M.D.L. somewhere, and I just I just like no, I'm just kidding. Honestly, I'd be interested if any real like any pros are interested in coming on. So thank you, Fang, for reaching out you were a great guest it was actually this was a lot of fun so thanks and that's going to be it so I'm going to show the patrons now and we will be clear